0: Do it. Ooh. Oh, ho, ho. I hope you at least told Padme I said hello. General
1: Kenobi.
2: <laughs> I gotta tell you.
3: Well, let Steve sing. You know my affinity for this guys. I knew you'd like this. Oh, ho.
4: Now, you know what this, you know, Endgame. Yeah. Yeah, the intro to Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Uh, When that intro hits, it's right after they show what went down at Hawkeye's Farm. Yeah. You know, and it's just very... Grim. It's grim. Well, not necessarily grim, but dark and depressing. Things are dark and not good. Yeah. It's kind of the vibe I've been getting lately, um, which I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, so I just thought it was fitting to maybe not do the standard fanfare yeah, and just get into a little a vibe, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll set the vibe here. Uh, anyways, welcome to the Clonecast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. What we do here is we watch, in chronological order, that gay rebel show. And we're on to season one, episode nine, Gathering Forces. Yes. Things are starting to happen. I think they finally are like, all right, let's do something with this. <laughs> yeah, let's stop having these one-off episodes. Let's start building some stuff. So that's let's, exciting.
3: Let's get these guys the fuck off of Lethal
4: for an episode and go to the one other place we've been. But anyways, <laughs> I think think the wheels are turning. It's it's about to change. Anyways, how you doing? Good. How are you? <sighs> besides right. besides the
3: general malaise that has fallen over society, everybody that's paying attention.
4: Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm as good as can be. Um, I think it's sad that we have a country, uh, um, yeah, who is... has, um, people making laws for us that don't represent the vast majority of American citizens. It's fucking insane. Yeah, and I and I'm worried about what could possibly be next. Oh yeah. Um, you know, oh, oh,
3: our good guy Clarence Thomas has made what's next abundantly clear. There
4: are a few things he mentioned in there. Yeah. Um, we're really really what this country is going to be in 20 years. It's going to be I think, Yeah. I mean, this is obviously the Republican endgame is to just like dismantle the federal government on all levels except for military and police forces. Yeah. That's the only place they they want it. Ultimately, they would love to get rid of public education as a whole. That's the libertarian ideal, isn't it? Yes. Um, And people will say, well, they didn't ban abortion, they just made it up to the states, and that's what it should be. We don't need an overreaching federal government. It's like, okay, well, what do you tell the citizens that live in these states that it's going to impact? And you say, well, they elect elect those local representatives, Adam. And then I say to that, yes, but you're taking away their individual choice because you're giving it up to local representatives it's it's just the same as giving up to the federal government yeah. it, you're not allowing for freedom here so this is a political
3: corner by the way so yeah. this is this is a star wars podcast where we do review star wars stuff but it, you know we we talk well, bullshit for 40 years 20 to 40
4: minutes we bullshit so we're getting right into that bullshit right we're now. We're getting right into it. I'm just saying, like, I, I this whole states' rights thing, that's great for, like, I don't know, income taxes, I guess, but if that's how, how many, you want to run your how, fucking state. No, no, no,
3: no. How many days before the Roe v. Wade overturn did they rule on... Was it a day before they
4: ruled on... Oh, the conceal on- and carry thing? Yes!
3: So states' rights be damned for that, but no, yeah, when it no, comes it's, it's, a it's literally like autonomy. Yeah,
4: it's literally like states' rights for anything that's convenient for our worldview. No, and
3: so I'm I, I am tired of pretending that there's a rationale because there's not. The only rationale is this is what we want and we're going to do it, and yeah. so and it's their The rights will and the rights view, and it, they have certain things. They're like, no, we want. Complete autonomy, but we also need to appeal to the religious right, so we're going to do that. Yeah. So, I'm tired of pretending Mm -hmm. that it's anything more than that.
4: No, I mean, if you're a right wing Christian, like this is this is going to be great for you. It's really going to line up with everything that you preach. I'm sure you don't believe ninety percent of it, but um the thing, it's just crazy to me. It's you know, it's just like. I would be up for having a good faith... I don't think abortion is this really easy issue to to discuss. I think there's a lot of philosophical questions that go into this. Like, when does life begin? And the problem is, like, I'd be up for having a good faith conversation with a conservative Christian on when does life begin. But I would say, all right, well, let's have a discussion about when does life begin. And the problem is, they're going to say as soon as the sperm hits the egg. Yep. And sorry, that's a non-starter.
3: The problem is... They have taken every, – so everything has taken – they've taken the playbook of the NRA, and they've applied it to everything now. Yeah. And the NRA's playbook is absolute domination, and anybody that tries to even give an inch or take an inch from you, you combat that as hard as you can. Yeah. And that's why we still have children getting gunned down in elementary schools Yeah, is because anytime they're like – Anytime a rational human being takes a look at it and they're like, okay, how about this? How about we just, uh, we limit high capacity magazines. The NRA says, fuck you. Yeah. No, absolutely not. That's an infringement. Yeah. And other causes have seen how successful that is and have started to apply it. Sure. And so there's no room left for rational, logical debate. Yeah. And the problem is we are on the side, apparently, of the logical party that wants to find a middle ground and discuss. But we are waging a war with a side that does not play by the same set of rules that we are.
4: Yeah. I mean, first of all, and so if, if you even want to begin to have the discussion, they need to secede these points. One, if the mother's life is in danger, it's her choice. Like, it, in no circumstance and any fucking... I don't they care what your religion secede.
3: says. They need to secede the point that the, it might start before where their absolute fucking line is.
4: Well, it's just like, if the fetus isn't viable, then why are we even having this discussion? Because... It's the, absurd!
3: Because
4: they're not giving a fucking inch and it's fucking worked. It's, so they're it's not going to stop... It's I, I just really don't understand how you you know if the fetus is not viable at that point then I don't see what the problem is. I mean, they they're literally like talking about like just complete outlawing of it even in cases of rape and incest, like the most horrid circumstances you're going to punish these women. Yeah. Under the most horrid Inviable circumstances. Inviable
3: pregnancies. Yes. Nope, not nope. Nope. Nick nope. topic presidency.
4: Nope, you got to go. You're probably going to die by the way. Yep. So you're going to have to escape this fucking state. You're going to have to drive across state lines and find the nearest friendly state. And get your abortion, and when you come back, we might try to prosecute you for murder or manslaughter or some bullshit like that. It's it's gross. It's gross on every fucking level. It's gross,
3: and it's disingenuous. Like this goes without saying, but it's disingenuous because how many of these uh, senators and representatives will turn around and have an abortion for their mistress? Oh, absolutely, like, at the drop of a hat.
4: And these people with money and power, they will never have to worry no. about getting an abortion. They will find a way to get an abortion. They'll they'll find a way to get an abortion in states where it's completely illegal. They'll find a way. Um, so this whole it's a states' rights thing and that's the way it should have been in the first place is fucking bullshit. This is about medical autonomy. And they are trying to take it away from 50% f- of the citizens about, of this country.
3: It's about freedom for women in this country. It is it is their body that they can do whatever and the fuck they want to And there's a lot of women, that, to
4: there's women out there that are pro-life. And you know n- what? It's like this... Don't get a fucking abortion Then I am to the, like, you need, I'm,
3: you need to come to terms with the fact, okay, what is it, 92% of abortions uh, occur in the first trimester of a pregnancy, something like that, but, but there is a 8% that's horrifying to this side, it's absolutely terrifying, and that's that is the thing that they fucking fixated on and they won't fucking let it go. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. And you need to be comfortable being like, yes, absolutely. I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. You can get an abortion at any fucking time. If it's up to the, (laughs) it is completely up to the woman and what is going on with her body. If she wants to get an abortion a fucking minute before that baby's about to come out of her, uh, out of her that is her right and fucking go for it i don't care anymore so you're like a birth guy i don't i am a freedom of body bodily autonomy guy yeah so i'm to the point that that is such a rare occurrence that i am all for
4: it and so it's never going to fucking
3: happen any so just
4: say yes any any abortions that take place in that 8%. I would say a vast, 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 vast majority of them are due to some sort of medical issue. Most of them, yes. And you're subjecting a couple to a horrible set of circumstances. Yeah, and it's not like they're fucking using this as birth control. I don't understand this whole like you can't use it as birth control. Nobody's fucking using this the as problem, birth control. So the problem is the No, uh, Yo, you're getting you're getting fucking every, When you're having ev- sex with somebody like, oh, if we get pregnant, we'll just get an abortion. That's like that's not you get the morning after you just fuck nobody's using
3: it as birth control that's so stupid so every my problem is and this is where i i hate finding a fucking middle ground at this point because it doesn't fucking exist but i do think a majority of liberals will look at the abortion issue as oh it is only these things it is only in the case where it is super early on in the pregnancy. Or it is due to some kind of medical thing later on in the pregnancy. And on the other side of that, every fucking conservative thinks that if you take the morning after pill the night after you have sex, you are killing a human being. Which is so absurd. Which is equally as fucking ridiculous. I'm to the point where, like, I don't... No, I am firmly on the side... Recreational abortion happens so fucking rarely that if you want to entertain this idea that, okay, well, if you're comfortable with that, then that means that people are killing their babies the second before they come out. Like, I don't give a shit. At this point, I'm fine. Yeah, cool. But it's up to them. It's their fucking body. If that's the case, if 95% of abortions were that case cool it's up to the woman that's fine it's up to her i uh...
4: so you're circumventing my idea of having an actual philosophical debate no no. <laughs> yeah, no yeah that's we're far past that point you're basically playing with their fire you're saying, "Hey, if you want to say as soon as the sperm hits the egg, then I'm tired. Fuck you.
3: I'm tired of playing by rules that another side is not fucking interested in yeah. playing in." And that's
4: the thing that drives me nuts. It's like I would love to have an actual honest. It's not gonna fucking happen. No. So we need to we need to start playing by their fucking rules.
3: Yeah. They're winning. They're winning. We're not. We need to fucking accept it and start playing fucking dirty. Yeah right. I didn't even realize I was this fired up about this, but
4: well, you're fired up. Um I was just gonna say, you know, like I it would be nice if they could actually open their minds and have an actual discussion. That about will things. never happen. Which is, that it's that's w- never that, gonna happen.
3: That's the problem, is everybody thinks, oh, if we have a rational conversation. They don't. If they would just open their minds, I don't minds, think anybody thinks that they though. will never do that. I because they're fucking deranged. They're deranged. They are they have a mindset. Where the second the sperm hits an egg, a fucking person is inside of a lady. And if you have an abortion, that person dies. That is
4: not the case whatsoever. And I'm tired of arguing logically. I don't understand how they don't understand, like, the concept of sentience. We talk about sentience a lot in regards to, like, droids on this show and stuff. Like, (laughs) how do they not understand that, like, that little egg that's, like, the size of a fucking, I don't know, a pin... How do they not understand that that there's nothing going on there? No. There's nothing going on there. I don't, I don't have a memory until I was, what, three years old? The first thing I remember is breaking my arm when I was five. Yes. That's the first yeah! thing I remember. Trauma. I, I think, remember. <laughs> I remember
3: shoving a puzzle piece inside of a radiator when I was, like, three. <laughs> that was my first memory. <laughs> there you go. You did that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was a troublemaker. Yeah, you're, you're a
4: little handyman. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm beyond flummoxed when it comes to all of this. Yeah.
4: No, I mean, it's. When you talked about, like, it... also, like, the thing that drives me the most nuts is they don't care and i mentioned this on twitter i had like a minor rant i was like they don't care about hypocrisy no At all. no no At no, no, all. no they, they, are, do behind. Not they care. are
3: far beyond that
4: hypocrisy to them it does not matter like they will they will take the one line from leviticus and base their entire worldview on gay people on that one line in leviticus all right
3: cool you want to do that stop eating fucking shrimp Stop yes. wearing
4: polyester and that's why i was about to hit this
2: the sacred chariot I can go anywhere yeah. She the
4: and
1: ways to grow a reading rainbow I can
4: be any- them have you
1: now Page turners they were not. this
4: is not going to be your standard
1: <laughs>
4: but i just typed in on google let's just have some fun with this shall we i just typed in messed up bible verses yes Let's read some. Let's read some and see if that they if they really want to be Mr. Leviticus and this and that, and they want to interpret things in their own perfect way, and that's the Word of God. You got a magical yeah. book? Okay, let's start reading it. All right. 1 Timothy 2.12. All right. Uh, are you a King James guy, or are you a New Revised Standard guy, or do you want to do a new, new International it's Version? It's all
3: fucking nonsense to Which me. Which one do you want? Pick one. Ah, King James.
4: All right. We're going to do the King the James. The Standard. The Classic. All right. But I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man but to be in silence. Um so basically what they're saying is there um uh, no woman should have authority over a man. Absolutely. Um so upholding a, the patriarchy. A lot of a lot of sex
3: still are trying to
4: yes. go back to that. Uh here we go. Exodus 21 verses 20 through 21. Um Let's do the new revised standard version on that. Let's see the modern version. Let's see. Maybe it sounds better when it's modernized. <sighs> here we go. When a slave owner <laughs> strikes a male or female but slave. You're
3: still. Yes. Go ahead. Finish. It's
4: a bit. Yes. I'm I trying know, to I talk know, you off I a know, ledge know, here. We're I trying know, to I move know, on I from know, you screaming.
3: Yes. Go ahead.
4: When a slave owner strikes a male or female slave with a rod and the slave dies immediately, <laughs> the owner shall be punished. But if the slave survives a day or two. There is no punishment for the slave is the owner's property. It literally is pimping slavery.
3: We are. So this is my issue. We are all well aware that there are so many contradictions inside of this magical book. It doesn't matter anymore. So I'm I'm just having fun. I know you are. I'm tired. Sometimes we do bits. I know. I'm tired of trying to (laughs) logically think about this. You can't. Against a group of people that aren't logical. So we need to start sinking down to their level at some point. Yeah. Go Leviticus
4: ahead. 20, 27. This one's hilarious because it has the word wizard in it. <laughs> <laughs> a man or a woman who is a medium or a wizard shall be put to death. It's... They shall be stoned to death, and their blood is upon them. It... I... <laughs> I completely agree. It's ridiculous, but it's it's approaching this whole fucking
3: issue from an elitist standpoint. Where it's, look at how ridiculous this is. How can how can anybody take this seriously? It's not like I'm going to debate somebody. with You're this not. Stuff. I'm not accusing you of that. But I'm so fucking upset. No,
4: we're... with any kind of opposition taking this kind of no. I mean, you go on Twitter and you see like these fucking clout tweets that are just like. Oh wow, well, you sure ignore this part of the Bible. I get it. We are and it's just like you're not doing anything. We're
3: taking a squirt gun to a fucking blazing fire. Yeah. Like it's not going to work. I want people to start having a mindset of like, no, we need to actually start doing something that's going to make a difference. And nothing will make a difference until we start until we start disrupting capital, or we actually start. Doing something that disrupts people's
4: lives. I will say lives. this. Democrats right now could end the filib- they could they could end the filibuster that and they could oh. pass a law. Joe
3: Biden came out, what was it, day fucking one, and was like, I got no power. I got there's nothing I can do. There's fucking plenty he could do. How much fucking federal land is there in the United States? There is plenty of federal land. You can put a fucking construct. I don't know how much you want to divert, but construct a fucking abortion clinic right in the middle of Yosemite. That has no state jurisdiction. Why not? You go take a a look at El Capitan and then knock out an abortion. There's plenty that the Democrats could do There's so much that that guy can do in the fact that any kind of opposition results in them being like, oh, well, hands up.
4: Yep. nothing we can do you know what you gotta do it fucking
3: infuriates me they
4: have no interest they have no interest in ever exercising their
3: entire strategy is look at how fucking insane the other side is you have to vote for us you have to what are you gonna do vote for them are you fucking crazy look at them it they have been operating on that fucking strategy for I can't remember how long and it's It has gotten us nowhere, and it's only gotten them
4: further along. Yeah. No, because they will actually put their foot down, and they will fucking kick and ram their worldview down our throats. Yeah. We won't. The the fucking Democrats. I'm not going to say we. The Democrats will not do this. But the problem is there's no room for nuance anymore.
3: They've let it. Democrats have let it fester so long. Yeah, no, there's no, there's that. No, there is no room for finding a middle ground. No, anymore. there's no. They, so we yeah. need some kind of alternative force. All i There's heard, no way that you can shift that Overton window over with a nuanced kind of no. appeal to the rationale. Yes, that's
4: gone. That's not a fucking possibility. When any one anymore. side lets the other side take and take and take and take, there's no bargaining there. No. There's no bargaining because they know you won't do shit. Yes. And so all I've heard for the last two Democratic presidents, Obama, we got to reach across the aisle. Biden, I'm going to be the unifier. If I hear
3: bipartisan one more fucking time, I'm going to fucking lose.
4: Bipartisan is dead because you allowed them to kill it. Yes. Anyways, I'm I'm. You're very worked up. Let's move on to something. I am, but it's just—it is—it's ridiculous. I had to deal with my own fucking healthcare. I didn't want to think about this shit, and now all of a sudden, there's a
3: completely new set of things. I've been sitting on the toilet a lot
4: lately. (laughs) Um, No, it's just—it drives me nuts. Yeah, it's—it's just so stupid. Yeah, and like I, you know, you're right. I could point out the hypocrisy of it all, and it's easy and fun to do. Uh, I could talk about the hypocrisy of the people that were (laughs) I stand for medical freedom when it came to like vaccine mandates that were like, hey, you should get this or get tested once a week. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. How how awful. Yep. But this, you know, it's it's funny how they thought that that was just hideous, but making a, a personal decision like this no they're not they're they're no yeah there's no point they're not not there they are not a party
3: of small government they are a party of do what the fuck we say yes and if you don't even though what 60 fucking eight percent of the populace wants there to be some kind of choice for a woman to decide
4: they're just gone
3: they're gone yeah they're,
4: they're gone. They're we, a party. Are playing,
3: we are playing by a completely s- different set of rules. Yes. Those fucking... Dem- oh, God. Do you see what they did? The fucking day it happened?
4: What full- was the first thing they did? Well, I got a bunch of emails. I got. They are trying to fundraise. Yeah. And it's they, like, they, sir, I. they, gave they were trying to fundraise, once. but the first actual thing they did... Oh, they went out and sang, like, God bless America on the steps of the Capitol? They went on the steps of the Supreme Court. They marched
3: all of those motherfuckers out there, and they sang, God bless America... Thank fucking Christ
4: didn't Nancy did Pelosi read a poem? She did,
3: but yeah <laughs> it was the same poem that she read during January sixth, so it was a poem that she read previously oh.
4: during January sixth. You want know how feckless they are This is just this just really they're gonna they're doing all this January sixth stuff, and they said we will not recommend any type of charges. <laughs> We're gonna leave that. Like I have not been paying I have not been paying attention to this basically at all but like the little stuff that I have heard like nuggets it's fucked up like it's
3: fucked up There were people that were in the room that were like oh yeah this was fucking crazy
4: yes It's in it's just one thing that I noticed online and we're moving on but just to talk about the disconnect between where we're at and where these people are at there are little, literal conservatives, and this doesn't have to do with Roe v. Wade. This has to do with January 6th and the investigations. There are conservatives who actually make the comparison of people storming the Capitol to riots that burn down an auto zone. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Just think yeah. about that on its face. Storming the Capitol to try and overturn an election, threatening to hang elected representatives versus, well, if you're going to talk about that, why aren't you talking about the time they burned the AutoZone the down on not, Lake Street? The thing you're not taking into this equation is they like one part of that. They don't like the other part. I know. I'm just saying, as a rational thinker, and I'm assuming you are, think about that on its face. None of them are. In AutoZone versus overturning a election that was fair, it has been vetted multiple times think even about by it by what, what was it the but to them the, but to them that's that's what,
3: equal plane what was the group that trump got to investigate it the the ninja squad or and whatever? they couldn't <laughs> even find anything
4: these goons these absolute goons who are like completely biased in arizona completely biased and they had been spouting bullshit the whole time like yeah we couldn't find anything but that doesn't mean there wasn't anything fuck you i'm ve- i'm
3: i'm irate I'm very tired of dealing with this and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, should we move Um, on? We should move on, but I'll just say this. If you're going to have the fucking balls to call yourself a resistance, actually do something that warrants calling
4: yourself a resistance. Yeah, someone needs to lead Dianne Feinstein into the Senate chambers and do something. (laughs) Nope, go that way, madam I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, so sorry. I have to apologize for something. (laughs) For letting me spout my nonsense? Well, you might want to apologize to a nine-month-old baby who's being
3: born right now. (laughs) No, if if it's still... (laughs) Who am I to say that is on her? That's not never going to be the case, but if it is, so fucking be it. It's her body she should be able to do with it. Whatever she fucking pleases.
4: I have an apology to make. Okay. You're right? Yeah. You're right? <laughs> yeah. You have an apology. I Go was ahead. going to, I thought we were going to have a more like level headed discussion yes. about things. I was going to take the philosophical approach. Oh, you thought wrong. Yes. Um, <laughs> maybe it's you I should be having the philosophical yes. discussion with about when does life actually <laughs> begin. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Sarah wrote to us last week. Uh, Sarah did. And Sarah is officially our uh, marketing officer now. Yes. Um, Our CMO. But I made a mistake. I did not use the correct pronouns. Oh. Uh, Sarah uses they them pronouns. Okay. Therefore, I made a mistake as reading the email. I should have uh, done a little research, but I'm an old white guy. We're fucking, we fuck up all the time. It happens to the best of us. What Adam say, uh, what Adam and myself always say, uh, we are trying our best. And if we ever make a mistake of that, let us know and we'll correct it. We are going to fuck up a lot. We do fuck up a lot. But (laughs) I'm, I'm sure I've said a lot of things in
3: this that are probably wrong. I don't think they are right now, but
4: Adam's in a mood. Yes, I am. But anyway, so that's my apology. So to Sarah, I apologize. Sarah was very cool about it. They had no real issues with yes. it. Uh, just it was a polite reminder. Yeah. So I figured we would throw that out there.
3: Yeah. Anyone that uses alternative pronouns. Let us know. Typically are pretty cool about it when you slip up from time to time. Yes.
4: And if you're a uh, good human being, you will listen to what they prefer to be called. And you and will act do your accordingly. Best. And you don't be a dick about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And the world would be a lot better place if there was a large portion of people in this country that would accept that and just be kind. Yes. I'm the rational one today. <laughs> Isn't this a fucking trip? What? You being the rational
3: one. I'm calm. And me flying off the
4: handle. Hey. I think um, medical autonomy is big to both of us. Yes. I think it's bigger to you. Yeah. Because you have dealt with issues like this your entire life. Yeah um oh you want to talk about we want to complain about medicine yeah we didn't even talk about it yet <laughs> yeah, we so i ended up in the er over the weekend um so i have like this little red mark on my nose on the bridge of my nose it's just like a little red mark and it's like a spider vein kind of it's very you never really notice it it's very small uh i thought about getting it like just lasered out but i was like i'm not paying them 500 bucks to do that um But it's just this, like, little red mark. It might have been some sun damage or something. Um, I saw a dermatologist, like, five years ago when I thought I was balding, and I made them give me medicine. (laughs) Remember that? Remember when I used to send you the pictures at, 2 in the morning? Yeah.
3: Well, the crazy part is you would send me texts and be like, I'm balding, look at this, and then you would send me a picture of a full head of hair. Yes. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Spoiler
4: alert, um, if you've seen any of the TikToks or anything, I got a lot of hair. (laughs) I think I'm still doing okay in the hair department five years later. But anyway, so I had made an appointment for a dermatologist at that point, and they prescribed me finasteride, right? And so I took that for a while, but it made my ejaculate very clear, and I was like, I think I'm infertile. What? Um, Yeah. I did not know that was a side effect of that. Anyways, I didn't need it anyways, so I stopped taking it. But during that time, I was like, well, what about this? Like, oh, we can laser that out. It's no big deal. Okay. So it's stayed relatively the same size. It hasn't changed or anything. It's just like a little red mark. It's... it. You know, it's like a broken capillary, um, but it looked like the other day. I don't know if it was from the sun or something. I had some blood like building up in it, and I kind of like touched it. I was getting ready to go meet up with a couple of buddies for a beer. I, I kind of touched it, and it just popped, like, it, and it started bleeding. And I was like, "Ah, oh, God!" So I, you know, and it's in like the bridge of my nose. It's a very odd place to try to stop bleeding. And so I, you know, I'm trying to stop the bleeding. And after about 25 minutes of trying to stop bleeding, I was like, "It's still flowing out." <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I actually think I have to go to the doctor to get this closed up. Um, So I, the urgent care was closed at this point. It was like 7 p.m. The urgent care I go to. That's cool. So I had to go to the fucking emergency room. I love
3: the fact that you say just offhandedly, the urgent care I go to, <laughs> like you're stopping by there like a I went a there station. once. It's, it's the same
4: place where I get COVID tests. I went there once. It's not... I know. I'm just saying the way that you said that yeah. made
3: it seem like you're stopping by there weekly. Well, I am
4: a hypochondriac. <laughs> yeah. um, but so I go, I go to the emergency room. I can't get the fucking thing to stop. I mean, the security guard, as I'm checking in, like brings over a bunch of towels. He's like, this guy's a bloodbath. <laughs> So I go in there, and doctor can't get it to stop. So they end up just gluing it, and luckily that stopped it. Yeah, it was in a very odd spot. Um, it, you know, right here, very odd. It's tiny. Yeah, it is tiny, but it wouldn't stop. So they ended up gluing me shot. I looked like a bloody mess. I post a picture of it on Twitter. <laughs> I peeled off the glue today, and I put some Neosporin on it. Didn't start bleeding again. It, it's kind of healed over a bit. Um, but I am going to go see my doctor this week. Um, to see if I need to see a dermatologist um you Ooh, know i
3: got a good one if
4: you i got a good um, dermatologist martin van nostran <laughs> no okay no, um, there's no deli slicers okay in this mix anyways so we'll see if i need to see a dermatologist or not i'd never thought anything of it and now i'm worried about it being the hypochondriac that i am like it's cancer is it cancer you know you know um hopefully it's nothing i don't think it is it never got bigger like i scrolled back in my picture's like years ago, like five, six years ago. I see it right there. It's a little red mark. And it was just, yes, whatever. I never thought anything of it.
3: I've also, sim- <laughs> similarly, I've had um, just like tiny little, I would compare them as like, the closest thing would be a wart. Yeah. But they're very tiny. So it's not like a huge like wart that you would see. Like on. a skin tag. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And I've like in the shower, just like picked them off.
4: And <laughs> you start bleeding from them. And it
3: bleeds profuse <laughs> and that's why i do it yeah. in the shower because by the time i get out yeah. it's stopped but like it bleeds a crazy amount
4: yeah and the thing with blood is like a little bit looks like a lot yeah um because you're not used to seeing it well, we um, only
3: got what three pints in us i don't Something know like that i don't know the it's current... not like the,
4: it's not like kill bill i don't know what we're we running on yeah i don't know we're running on for pints i don't know <laughs> but i will tell you like as somebody when you bleed like I, I probably didn't lose every ton every clone. Clone.
3: every clone Castanova in the EU is like, what the fuck are they talking yeah.
4: about? <laughs> but anyways, so uh, the thing that I'm most annoyed about, though, is the fact that I had to go to the hospital and the fact that I'm probably going to get a thousand dollar bill. Yeah, I was all I, I, I have started to rearrange the studio in preparation of the next UCS ship that we're going to get in here. I'm starting to clear out space. And then that night I end up going to the ER to get glue put on a fucking dot on my nose. Yeah. And it's going to be like a thousand dollar bill. I know it.
3: It sucks. Well, if you meet your uh, out of po- pocket maximum for the year, then maybe you'll... Uh...
4: Well, between my, uh, uh, my uh, what, uh, what did I get? Colonoscopy that I yeah. had. Um, and various doctor's appointments. I'm sure maybe I'm getting there. So maybe it'd only be 700 bucks. Yeah, there you go. Something like that. Woo. Great Fun system times. we got. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that was my little story of the weekend. Just uh, updating people because I did post some pictures of it. Um, it looked worse than it was. Like I wasn't in pain. Yeah. 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 It just would not stop. I did no, get a little lightheaded. Cause, and yeah. I don't know if that was just me freaking myself out. Probably. Probably. Yeah.
3: But it, like I do understand. Like there was a time, I, I think like a couple of years ago, I sliced uh just my fingertip off with a vegetable peeler. Yeah. And like, it just would not stop bleeding. And like, I ended up going into the hospital for that and, and into the emergency room that just because like, if something doesn't stop bleeding, it's concerning. And you want to like have a professional look at
4: it. Yeah. I think if you can't get something to stop bleeding, it's not a bad idea to see a doctor.
3: Unfortunately for me, I went into the emergency room and they were like, Oh, this isn't a problem. We'll give you a little bit of Novocaine in your finger. And they injected Novocaine into the wrong finger. How does that happen? Because I looked down and the two puncture wounds were on the s- finger opposite of the one that I sliced the tip off of. Wouldn't they notice where the tips missing? You would think. But I still got charged for the whole thing. So that was like 900 bucks.
4: After you got done with it, did you walk outside the emergency room and sing God bless America? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but yeah, that was my fun times. Um I did go to Cedar Cliff, and I'm not even going to put the drop in. Oh no, no, no!
3: Do it because uh, we got more to talk about. Do we? Yeah.
4: Do we really? Uh, do we want to do Holiday Road, or do you want to do Collectible Corner? Which one do you want?
3: Let's do Collectible. Or you not can to waste do- time with your friends when Too your chores are done. Now,
4: come on, get to it.
2: We have lots of that. Ah!
0: Nothing can make me change my mind. I, 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 Are you You'll have to sell your speeder. I would like to see the baby. My collection. My collection. Okay,
4: collectible corner. So I did go to Cedar Flip. Yes, you did.
3: Finally. It's been, it's been mounting.
4: I had, uh, you know, I, uh, Friday. I went there uh, after work. I decided, hey, I'll go out and visit Steve. Steve was sad. Yeah, Steve was very quiet. I should say Steve. this was the day. This that... was the day of the Roe v. Wade overturning. Yes. Now we knew it was coming based on the leak. Did they ever find the leaker? <laughs> Remember, they're all concerned about the leaker. <laughs> How dare they break decorum <laughs> <laughs> or institutions? Anyways. Um, yeah, so I went to Cedar Cliff, and Steve was just, he was counting cards, no lackey guy there. There was lackey customer guy who I think was like a regular, and he would ask Steve random questions, but Steve was just not in a good mood. This sucks. So he's like, and this, I almost went over and started talking to the guy to give him some context on some of these things, because he was like, now, it was like a, he, he was uh, he was there with like, probably his, like, his PCA or something, so he's like a younger yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. He has somebody helping him out, um, but he was very inquisitive of Steve. He was an inquisitor, and uh, he 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 grabbed like a Krennic toy, and he was like, "Now, now, Krennic, Krennic, Steve, Krennic, Steve. Now, is he like, is he like a bad guy?" And Steve was like, "Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's a, he's a real piece of work." <laughs> and he's like, "But like." But like he's like Palpatine's a really bad guy, right? And he's like, yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst. And I, I kinda was like Steve wasn't in a good mood, but he was still giving his effort for this guy. I
3: love the fact that Steve actually knows context.
4: Yeah, Like he has a backlog in his head. And he's like he's like, no, he's the worst. And he's like, but 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 critic, was he like the main bad guy? And he's like, Yeah. He was the main bad guy in that movie. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> and so, like, the guy would ask Steve random questions about Star Wars characters, yeah. and Steve would kind of answer them. So I almost went over there to just, like, take up the mantle, because I could tell Steve was just tired. Yes. Steve was just having a day. He's probably had a night. Yeah. yeah he and But Steve Steve trucked on. I looked through some things. Um I ended up buying some comics and just uh, I got a gonk droid. Yeah, you did. I did get a gonk droid, but the music wasn't blaring. Steve really wasn't singing that much. I think Steve had just had a long week. He probably wasn't happy about the chuds, as we know. He he doesn't get happy about the Supreme Court things, and he's been concerned about various Supreme Court rulings. Um, So I think think Steve Steve was just having a day. Steve definitely falls on the line of like true libertarian probably like doesn't yeah. matter what I don't think Steve, side things I come down on I think Steve is a uh, is selfish in the sense that he doesn't want to pay taxes probably yeah. he probably hates having to pay taxes on his business and that sort of thing <laughs> He
3: apparently doesn't like the police yes which is at least consistent with yeah his I would really
4: love to see like a consistent libertarian yes none of these libertarians they're not libertarians no they're weird man <laughs> it's they're not weird it, whenever you see a Gagston flag yeah like the don't tread on me like yellow snake. and then they got the,
3: the cop and then they thing. have yeah. the,
4: the like cop blue stripe yeah. thing
3: it's very strange no
4: it, it's it's really libertarianism as long as it conforms perfectly yeah. to my worldview yeah that's what they are and that's what republicans are yes um but yeah so steve not blair in the music really not in a, a prime steve mood um but he was very nice to the young man and i was i was glad to see that steve was kind of a father figure of source to him he was lackey customer guy. Um, and then as he's going, Steve's like, all right, you're checking out. You're done. He's like, I think your guy's waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy. Oh, no, I'm losing out. I'm losing out on the bid. Do I bid live on air? The Macath Tua. Yeah, you better. The Macath Tua be- signed card. Bid. I got outbid. My max bid was $20. Steve would want you to bid. Yeah, Steve wants me to bid here. All right. I got outbid. How high do we want to go on this? Now, this is fun. <laughs> This is fun for us. Um, let's What? The bidding's ended. I lost.
3: Son of a bitch.
4: All right. I lost my sign Mac F2a. <laughs> I'll have to get another one. It's fine.
3: It'll come up again.
4: Somebody somebody skunked me right at the end. I was still leading with like ten minutes to go. What if it's a clone cast and and they're gonna send it to you secretly? Oh, no, they better. <laughs> okay. Um but when I was checking out, uh I had my Gonk Droid. And I had some comics, and I I hand Steve the gonk, and he looked, oh, power droid. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, everybody loves the power droids these days. And he's like, yeah, you know me, I'm an old fart. I like Boba Fett. Boba Fett's my guy. And I said, yeah, yeah, I like Boba Fett, but uh, gonk droids are the new rage. He's like, yeah, it's Boba Fett for me. I'm an old piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) But he... And I was just like, hey, you got that cool Boba Fett PVC statue over there. How much is that? He's like, yeah, that fucking thing, that's 200 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll think about that. <laughs> but it, Steve just didn't. He wasn't on his A game. Yeah, 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 I think I – think you know, next time we visit, we'll get the A game from Steve. But I will say this like, he was still being a good trooper for the young man in there that clearly wanted his attention. Yes, absolutely. Steve's a good guy.
3: Steve adapts to whoever's in front of him. I feel like Steve does care about the customer until the customer butts up against Steve's own political views. And yeah. then Steve might
4: get a little. Or if they're rough trying to sell him edges. something and he offers it to him and they scoff. Yes. I think Steve takes offense to that. Yeah. Because He's always, I set the prices you buy. Them. Steve knows what he's yeah. talking about. But that was my trip. And right. I just lost off. I lost, you know, fitting that I lost this bid during the collectible corner. Yeah. My MacF2A uh, tops signed card. In real time. Yeah. I do have a non signed one that came in the mail. Oh, okay. And I also got a Bo Katan that came in the mail. Ah. I'm still waiting on my Harrison Dula.
3: So on the way over here today, I did stop by someplace. Where? I stopped by Mr. Zero's. Oh! (laughs) I had to see what was going on. I had been there in quite some time. How's Mr. Zero? Mr. Zero is good. I didn't have a chance to connect with him. I did kind of want to at some point tell him like, hey, remember me? I'm the guy that bought your Linda Ronstadt poster just to see what he would do. But I walked in and I heard him talking very loudly. And he immediately made it known that he was talking about the band Kiss. Ah. And he was like, yeah, so what Gene did and what Stanley did. And then I walked by, it sounded like he was talking to someone and the only other sentient <laughs> being in the place was that parrot that is like behind the register. And he wasn't talking to the parent, he was like talking on the phone. Ah. And, and like the more I walked around the store, it sounded like he was giving an interview to Either, like, a documentarian or,
4: like, a morning show DJ. Do you think he was maybe interviewing with, like, the Lillytown newspaper or something like that? It could
3: be. Because Mr. Zero is in a Kiss cover band. Yes. And he, like, brought that up
4: in the telephone conversation. So, So... so he may have been promoting a show, probably, like, maybe small town Minnesota somewhere.
3: Well, I think the the main crux of the conversation was re- revolving around Kiss, and it was just like, oh, you're in a Kiss cover band. Like, we wanted to get your opinion on this. Did Gene Simmons die today or something? No, but I think maybe <laughs> somebody's putting together something about them. But the, maybe there, maybe somebody's doing, a uh, like, a documentary on, like, the Kiss army. There were a couple of nuggets that I took from it, and apparently uh, at some point... Mr. Zero did receive a uh, a request, shall we say, from Jane Simmons himself. Like a letter that was a formal request. And this is what he was saying to the inter- interviewer. He was like, uh, yeah, so I got this thing and it was like, uh, we formally request a thank you note from you. And <laughs> I kept listening because I was like, what the hell did... You have to thank Gene Simmons for, and apparently it was a formal request, and the note had said something along the lines of, um, you should thank me for allowing you to make a profit from the art that I have created. And to Mr. Zero's credit, he didn't scoff. He didn't fight back against Gene Simmons. No, (laughs) even though he is a giant piece of shit. Gene Simmons sucks. Yes. And that's our opinion. Mr. Zero still really
4: admires him. Yeah, I get it. And you're a fan of things. Mr.
3: Zero's of. reply was something along the lines of, like, I, uh, like, I'm surprised. This is Mr. Zero's response. It was something along the lines of, like, I'm surprised that all you're requesting is a thank you note. I am very thankful that you allow me to, like, perform your music Not only the fact because you are such a music star, but you are a immigrant that came to this country that barely spoke the language and you became such a successful musician, icon, businessman. Like, I'm very thankful of the fact that uh, that you're here and you've influenced me the way that you have. And then then Mr. Zero was like, "I, I never got anything back from him, but that's what I sent him. Well, I'm glad Gene got his.
4: Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure Gene feels great. Imagine being Gene Simmons and writing to somebody that has a cover band.
3: I'm sure he just has a blanket like. Yeah, I know. But just imagine
4: even with just like a blank template that you're sending these people. (laughs) I know. Just the hubris to do that. Yeah. Like what a piece of shit is
3: a giant piece of shit.
4: Fuck off, man. Gene Simmons. Paul Stanley was always my guy. He's much cooler. Well, that's who, G, that's who That's who he plays, in the band. plays in the band. Oh, yeah. We do have to go and see that one yeah. Pulse, one of these days. Paul Stanley is a cool dude. Yeah. He's a very cool dude. He's a fun interview. Starkchild. Yeah. Um. Gene Simmons, piece of shit. Yep. Well, that's cool. Um. So did you get anything? No. So <laughs> did you like, say anything to him? I
3: made my way. As soon as I walked in, he did like on the phone. He was like, hold on a second. And then he was like, hey, can I help you with, out with anything? And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just looking around. He was like, okay. Okay. And then he went right back to the interview. And then, like, I started making my way around the store. And it was, like, two-thirds around the store. And I heard him on the phone, like, starting to wrap up the call. And this was already, like, I don't know. It was probably, like, 5.15. So I was like, shit. If he gets off the phone and I'm still here, I'm going to get stuck in a conversation with Mr. Zero for at least 45 minutes. You said you are going to be here at five. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So as soon as I heard him wrapping it up, I like, am scrayed out the door. Yeah. And as I was making my way out the door, Mister Zero was just plugging his store in
4: Roseville in okay. the website. So well, um, so a couple of interesting uh, trips for us. Yeah. But I think we'll get a better one next time. Steve Steve can't be off his game twice in a row. I know. Not gonna happen. He's only human, though. He's only human. You know, I I'm not mad at him. I'm on the, I'm on the prowl for those omnibuses too, though. He's got a lot of omnibuses there. Yeah. They probably you probably don't want to get the omnibus at. They're Cedar all Clif.
3: full price. They're all like 125 bucks.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think that's something you should look at eBay or maybe Amazon yeah, used. Yeah, yeah. See if you can get a good deal on one of those. Uh, you know what we forgot to do last week that we have to do this week is this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yoda.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: the clone cast, clone cast tweet of the week. Yes.
1: Oh.
4: That's good. All right. Tweet of the week. Do you want to bet who got it? (laughs) You want to bet? Who do you think?
3: Is it going to be Depressed Kenobi?
4: Nope.
3: Oh, okay.
4: Cool to Zach. I'm going to let you choose. All right. I'm not going to tell you who said what. This is how we're going to do it from now on. I'm going to give you some choices. Okay. And you're going to choose. All right. So here's three of them. Uh, Here's the first one. This is from a new follower. I don't even know if they listen to the show, but they've been interacting a bit, so shout out to them. Uh, right-wing Star Wars fans complain of pandering to woke sensibilities. However, that last episode had two rural gun owners attempting to shoot a black woman who had entered their property. <laughs> Surely that ticks all their boxes. <laughs> That's very true. It's <laughs> a good one. Very true. All right, here's our next one. gonna give you three. Um... When he, that's the scenario that they're presenting. Uh, When he tries to, I've always liked Rogue One, his way into some bussy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And then finally, every time more Empire era Star Wars content comes out, I am reminded that during all of this, Yoda is getting high and sitting on his Muppet ass on Dagobah doing absolutely nothing. (laughs) He's like, maybe one of the twins will come knocking or maybe they'll die first. I don't care. All right. Those are your three choices. Which one do you want? It's got to be number one. That would be from Galactic Drama number one, uh, the Freck Hate Account. That was great. Yes. Um, and then, of course, number two is Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. And number three, Eliza. Ah! The librarian, Eliza, yes. giving us some Yoda knowledge. Um, there was also one, I don't think I mentioned it last week, there's a, <laughs> it's just like, a, it's it's just a picture of somebody who, like, spray painted a wall. It said, against all authority except my mom. Ha! <laughs> and then but the person just wrote it's a picture that they showed it's like some tagging and the person just wrote chopper <laughs> which makes sense so yeah um, those are uh, so shout out to galactic drama one for winning yes freck hate account congratulations uh, and garrick's still coming in strong and eliza showing up so um, that is your tweet Garrett of the week garrick gives us ample material <laughs> i've always liked rogue one his way into some pussy <laughs> I think did I read this one last time? Thinking about how wonderful it would be if a large man smacked me in the head with a cast iron pan and repeatedly whacked my head until it was mushed. <laughs> 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 Garrick's death wish is fucking great. Okay, uh, let's go to this message. After
0: the message. Greetings, exalted one. Allow me to introduce myself. Oshida. da da da, da da
4: Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Mailbag. Uh, we are not getting to Lorna's today. I'm very excited to get Lorna. Lorna wrote again. Yeah, I know. Uh, I so we're gonna have a big Irish party one yep. of these days. Um, and Thin Lizzie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know what the serendipitous thing was? I got some Thin Lizzy coming up. (laughs) Well, not Thin Lizzy, but the lead singer. So anyways, but that's not here nor there for this. This is from Andrew. Now, Andrew is the guy that your dad, (laughs) your dad recommended the podcast. And he has been listening. Yep. So So uh, leading
3: leading into this, my dad does flooring. I think I've I've mentioned that. Um, He does flooring in a town a little bit south of the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Yeah. and uh, he did mention to me, he texted me and was like, hey, I saw somebody that uh, that uh, I think likes Star Wars, so uh, actually, here, I'm going to play the voicemail he left me before going into this email.
4: Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. Do you so, want to read the email since this is directly? No, no, no. Oh, God. You can
3: read the email. but Are you I'm sure just, you don't want to read it? I'm going to play you the, the voicemail that my dad left me
0: leading okay. into this. He had a bad, uh, just calling to, check, see how you're doing. Um, I gave that guy your uh, information, and he looked you up, and it's funny as shit, he got all excited, and thanked me a couple times for giving him the information, said he for sure was going to be looking into it, and uh, bookmarked it on his phone. <laughs> so, whatever you're doing, he was pretty excited about it, uh, which is cool, I was proud. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, give me a call. I um wanna see what's going on for the weekend. I'm gonna be in town again. I got the pump motor for the wash machine, so I'm hoping to get in and get that washer and dryer out and a new one in and get that going. So otherwise that's my gig. <laughs> uh oh yeah, by the way, I got a cracked uh, bone in my leg and I got a Bone shift in between my ankle and my and my bone, but he's <laughs> bowling around <laughs> on Sunday. Anyway, love it's Doing good. I'll talk to you later.
4: Oh, Bye. That's fun. Yeah. So. <laughs> Your dad is out here promoting the podcast for us. Well, you've
3: talked about how sweet your Catholic dad is. Yeah, we... I thought I'd share the fact that my sweet Catholic dad talks about how proud he is of me. For Should we listen to uh, one of my dads? Yeah, sure.
4: Okay, let's listen to one
3: of my dads. Does he also follow up his innocuous voicemail with the fact that he's having major surgery done on his leg?
4: If uh, I mean, I have to scroll, but I'm yeah, sure it's in here somewhere. So, uh, yeah, let's take a listen to my dad. Hey, Tomer. Dad calling. Be careful out there. It's a pistol.
0: <laughs> I don't think that dog's gonna want to walk more than a couple feet. But uh, give me a call when you got time. I gotta tell you about my experience with Apple today. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
4: it's a pistol (laughs) Uh, it was hot outside um so yeah anyways let's get to this email so
3: yes that was leading into this email that was my dad's message to me letting me know that he did tell someone about our
4: podcast and so that person is andy and andy wrote into the podcast so gents hi my name is andy and i'm a die hard hardcore and just generally hard lifelong star wars fan well, I wasn't aware of your podcast until about a week ago, boy, am I glad one of your dads, sorry, not sure which one, but you guys will know at least. So it's Now, Adam. now there you go. know. Installed new flooring in my kitchen in Rochester. He was great, and I'm a couple episodes into the pod. Started at 127 for some reason. I yeah, don't know what 127 right. was. Maybe you could look that up for us while I'm reading this. And goddamn, I love the show. You guys, you guys sound like me and my buddies hanging out bullshitting, and it makes me smile. Well, thank you. If we're having fun, you're having fun everybody's having fun. Isn't it great? It's great. Anyway, I just thought I'd share a couple funny things one of your dads said (laughs) while he was at my house for a couple (laughs) days. They were gems. First off, the podcast came up like this. Dad, hey, are you into Star Wars? Assuming I was wearing a shirt or something. Uh, Yeah, I'm a big fan, actually. Okay, because my kid has a Star Wars podcast, I guess, whatever that means. No kidding. That's great. What's it called? They'll give it a listen. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask and get back to you. I don't know much about it, but being a dad, the first thing I asked was, so when do you start making money on this? (laughs) Then he laughs. Uh, Yeah, both my kids are into it, but one more so than the other. They're in their 30s, and I never thought I'd still be buying Legos for them for Christmas. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, Another one that was great. Uh, This is what he said. I'll try and keep my kids out of your hair so you won't have to worry about them. That was Andy to your father. And he said, don't worry. I've been ignoring kids for 30 some years. I've gotten good at it. He says, at first I thought he was talking about on the job. Then he told me that he did communications and data storage stuff before flooring. So I realized it was a shot at his own kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was great, and he came through with the podcast recommendation. I've, gotten a he- I've got a huge backlog to go through now, too, and you guys have a new fan. Get this man on the marketing payroll. <laughs> well, Adam's dad will have to talk to Sarah about that if they want to share duties. Got competition for yes. CMO." Anyway, great show, guys. If you ever need a Star Wars canon comics and novels correspondent for the show, let me know, because I read them all. That's all for now. Thanks, and keep up the good work. And that is Andy.
3: Andy, thank you so much. Thank you,
4: Andy. And I, you know, if you want to send in something, um, absolutely, we'll play it on the air. If you have any novel canon stuff that you want to cover, I do it from time to time here. I'm doing the read-throughs and all that jazz. But if you have anything that you want to add... Feel free to send we it in. We do
3: have an official librarian of the pod, but yeah. if you feel like you need to warn Tom of anything, he should not yeah. read before venturing into Rebels. And I'm sure
4: Eliza wouldn't mind having a deputy librarian. Absolutely. It's a it's a heavy load to carry all this canon material. Yeah. Eliza does an, an admirable job, but there's a lot out there. Um, So, yeah, we are always up for getting anything from you. If you want to drop any nuggets of knowledge, they will make their way into the podcast, and we certainly appreciate you listening. It's very exciting um give us five stars (laughs) (laughs) um okay so that was pretty cool that's really cool um and like we said last week we did uh hear from lorna d yes we did out ireland way which is very exciting as we continue to expand we're we're alexander the great we're taking over europe (laughs) we're marching on we are marching on. Um, but yeah, so awesome to hear from Andy. We appreciate it. If you've been listening and you want to write in, we love hearing from everybody. It's so great. And you'll get on the air. Yeah. So, all very exciting things. Should we do the time warp? Yes. Okay. Let's lose time Warp
1: again. Woo. Woo. Let's lose
4: time warp again. ha, da, da, ha. Ha. Alright, time warp. So today's episode is season one, episode nine, Gathering Forces, and it aired November twenty-fourth, two thousand and fourteen. We got a new song, we got a new movie, and we got a couple clone cast recommends. What do you want to do first? Let's do the You said we got a banger. I'm interested in hearing the actual song. Well, I didn't pull the actual song. Oh, okay. I pulled the Kids Bop version. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Now, last week, it was Taylor Swift. Yes, it was. She unseated herself. Oh! want to try to guess what it is. Oh, God.
3: Because last week was Shake It Off, wasn't it?
4: It was Shake It Off.
3: It was Shake It Off. So
4: now, it went Shake It Off like two months ago for yep. a couple weeks. And then Megan Trainor... She ran the table. Yeah, ran the table. And then Shake It Off came back last week. And now, Taylor Swift has thrown herself. Is it bad blood? Uh, no, it is not bad blood. <sighs> I'll give you one more guess before we play
3: it. Just play it. <sighs>
4: Blake's face.
0: Listen to these kids. What is the point?
4: (laughs) I don't get it. Like, is the point to just we dub over kids occasionally, occasionally doing in a choir?
2: I get it if it's a
3: kid-friendly oh, it's version of yeah, like kid-friendly that. song. The
4: funny thing is, like, you can find, like, the kid-friendly version of Wet Ass Pussy. Yeah! And it's like, there's some rolls in this house, and it's talking about snacking. I understand <laughs> that, <laughs> that logically, but
3: this is just, like, someone trying to yes. sound like Taylor Swift. Yes, now...
4: The the wet-ass pussy f- kid-friendly version is absurd. It's, it's like, oh, there's rolls in this yeah. house. Got some pizza in this house. Yeah. Absurd and stupid, but at least it has a purpose. This is just a cover. That's all it is, and they have, like, a kid's choir in the background occasionally singing a verse or, you know, just a line. I don't understand the point. It's very strange. But I fucking love it. Oh, no. Now I'm crying. All right. All right, we got a new number one movie. Now, this, it's a, it's a very large franchise and it's starting to wind down, but it's not quite done yet. There's two parts. I'll give you that. That's all you get. Is it Hobbit? No. Uh, Hunger Games. It is Hunger Games. Oh. Mockingjay Part 1. Okay. Number one movie in America on November 24th, 2014. Did you ever read that book? I read the books. Oh, you did? I did not. I don't think I read the first one, but I read the second. Uh, I read Mockingjay and Catching Fire. That is one
3: like franchise I completely sidestepped. I never read the
4: books. I never saw the movies. Okay. Nothing. They're decent. Okay. Um, You know, I mean, it's... I wouldn't... If you had to compare the books and movies... Like, what would you say is better? Probably the books. Okay. Probably the books. You know. Typically. I mean, the books the are kind of... They're Harry Potter style. I yeah. mean, they're a young adult kid, you know. I still got to get
3: you to read those. Yeah,
4: well... I don't like that JK Rowling anymore. <laughs> well, She's nobody, eerily silent, by the way, the last few nobody days. Nobody does. Miss fucking feminist. <laughs> I
3: know. She hasn't said anything. At you least know, that,
4: I don't quote me, that was like, I last said you know day. Look fucking ago.
3: insane we've gotten. Do you know who has said something? Dave Portnoy! Day? Dave Portnoy and Boris fucking Johnson came out <laughs> and was like, I don't know what is going on. It's fucking crazy. Let's the not world get you going again. topsy turvy. All
4: right, do you want to do your song first? Calm down uh you can do yours first all right so ireland right <laughs> i listened to this song yesterday and i was like oh this might make a good little number yeah and when i had a had a correspondence with lorna lorna had mentioned thin lizzie would like an intro for thin Lizzy because now thin lizzie uh phil Lynott, big irish guy he loved being from Ireland. Oh, uh, he's a- elite. He's he's gone. He's no longer with us. Is there about to be a jailbreak in here? No. Uh, it is not a Thin Lizzy song. It's a Phil Lynott solo song. Uh, uh, I actually went down like a Phil Lynott rabbit hole yesterday. <laughs> Words that have never been spoken in that order in history. Anyways, I went on his Wikipedia and then I found this song, uh, and I was like, "This kind of bangs, uh, man." And I've been listening to it. This is a song by the name of Old Town. <laughs> So this is my CloneCast recommends for week. You ready? Yeah. All right. Oh, no. oh wait, wrong one. <laughs> hold on, I I forgot. I changed the file name on it. Now, hold on, I got it. I yeah, it's coming. Here we go. Tom's song. There we go. There it is. All right, you ready? Yep. <laughs> oh, already. Yeah. All right. good. The
0: girl's
1: a fool, she broke the she yeah. Yeah. This is good. It's very good. So
4: its I knew you'd She's like it. Yeah. It's called Old Town. It does. Has oh, yeah. oh.
3: This boy is up. It has a Eurovision kind of feel to yes, it. Yes, new background. Yeah, she plays yeah. fuck yeah. Talk.
4: That's it, like, 80s kind of, like, cool new wave, you know? Yeah. I dig. I dig. So that's Phil Lina. He's the lead singer of uh, Thin Lizzy. Now, Thin Lizzy, oh the boys are back in town. Uh, jailbreak. Um, you'll recognize them. Uh, Phil's kind of a tragic story. He passed away at, like, 36. Yeah, he, he had a real heroin problem. But uh, they do have a statue of him. And when I was doing my deep dive, uh, they're in, uh, I think it's in Belfast. Okay. I think. I can't remember exactly where the statue is, but I saw a picture of James Hetfield from Metallica giving it a kiss on the cheek, okay. so it's very cool. So that's Phil Lina, Old Town. It's their version of the Bronze Fonz in Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. Or it's our Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that. Now, Adam, do you want to give us any kind of information on no, your we song? About, we or? About
3: Eurovision. So the uh, A-plus Eurovision band, I was just in the mood, and this is one song that I feel like is a... Slightly deeper cut than their greatest hits. Okay, and it's just it. Every time it comes on,
4: all right. So we're gonna jump into it. Yeah, all right. Ooh. Oh, it
0: built. Well, That's oh.
1: Abba. A, that's definitely oh, Abba. Builds. <laughs> Ooh.
4: All my
0: friends at school. Oh. They had never oh, oh, oh. Seen <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, we are cooking with gas.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It is When I Kiss the Teacher" by Abba. Oh, it's great. I like this. It's got layers, baby. That's a good one. There's one more coming up. You it comes, teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it.
1: All
4: right. That's the good stuff. This was a good Clone Cast recommend. We got a couple deep cuts. Yeah. A couple ones that you probably wouldn't have thought. That is one band that I sent you a text about,
3: I don't know, in 2016. And I was like, do you know what band I'm, I've been obsessed with lately? And you're like, who? And it is not a band I expected you to, like, jive with me on. But I, I was love like, ABBA. I was like, ABBA. And you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we had some experience. You know, we
4: went to the Gordon Lightfoot concert. My mom's big Gordon yeah. Lightfoot. You know who else she loves? ABBA? She loves oh ABBA. Oh, my God. Loves ABBA. So lately
3: on TikTok, there's footage going around of ABBA put together a hologram yeah. show. Where it's, like, hologram versions of Yeah, I think ben they played
4: the O2 in London. Yeah. Yeah. If, I'd go. If they come through, we're fucking going. Yeah. Uh, if Benny sings, your mother should know. Ooh. <laughs> what, no, wait, wait, wait. Your mother, does your mother know? What's that song called? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know that one? Yeah. That's a great song. They got a lot of good songs. Abba Gold is a hell of a record if you don't got it. Right. We'll just put them up on Spotify or Apple, whatever you got. But cool. this one's like, like, I knew about ABBA before I knew about Eurovision, so
3: that's my game. I found out about Eurovision
4: via ABBA. Yes. Because I, you know, like early stages of the internet, you learned that Waterloo won the Eurovision Song yeah. Contest. And then I was like, they have a song contest? Yes. <laughs> Why don't what we is- got a song contest? Our songs would suck. Yeah. Anyways, um, so that's exciting. All right. Should I don't, do we got anything else? No, I don't think so. Should we get into the episode? Yes. All right, let's do it.
1: I was listening to the air conditioner hum.
2: it went
4: My fucking headphones are being weird That sounded good to you though, right? Yeah. It worked for you? Oh, okay, see, as long as, it. as the recording's working Mine's like Z-Von, it's baby. doing like a yeah yeah. yeah 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 yeah. It's making, it's giving me all these noises, and yeah. this feedback, and I'm, I don't know. I think I, I think my uh, cables going bad. But no, we um, got Zvon baby. Oh, we got Zivon Um, oh, 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 it's starting to do it again. I feel like I'm in a a little bit for me now. Really?
3: Yeah. What is I going? Think it's, ju- it's just the headphone jack. Yeah, I don't.
4: Know. Anyways. Welcome to the clunkiest. <laughs> Everything's a mess. We're fine. It's doing it for you too. A little bit. It's obviously the playback. I don't think it's the actual file itself. So. Okay, so uh, gathering forces. Gathering forces. If if you're rebels. Still, if you're still with us. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking Christ. Yeah. We're, well, let's talk about this. Yes. Let's talk about this episode of We Rebels. got TIE Fighters pursuing the Ghost. How
3: awesome is that Ghost?
4: The Ghost is great. Um, now, as great of a pilot as Hera is, I think being pursued by infinite number of TIE Fighters is problematic. Yes. Um, so there's a bunch, uh, and they're being led by the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, as we know, Chopper got fried last week. <laughs> so yes, Chopper's down and out for the count. Hera, as they're being pursued, Hera is calling for chopper to fire back but nothing's happening so zeb goes in there control panel in the fucking rooms on fire he puts that out and he mans the guns
3: i do feel like zeb and chopper do have a uh, contentious relationship yeah but in this instance it really comes through that like oh no they're they actually love each other yeah and, and zeb is like oh no you're or they're the, the kids yeah. they're the kids they're the brothers of course yeah
4: um but yeah so zeb's gonna man the guns he takes one out um there's a lot of tie fighters though. i think there's six to start and then some more joining you're just like well this is not good and the inquisitor is in a
3: tie advance
4: and he's got his cool helmet on he does he looks very cool yeah um uh, so we get down to i think I know, we'll call it the mess hall and sabine is down there with sebo as we remember sebo has been uh they're getting Sibo off Lothal. He's got the information on all this Imperial stuff. He's He is like the Imperial uh, deep throat. Yeah. He's got all that info. Um, so they're getting him to, uh, to the rebels. And Sabine, now this is, <laughs> she has a line. Like, they're under fire, and she gets called. Hera's like, I could use you on some guns, Sabine. Like, she pages down Sabine. And Sabine, like, stops. And instead of, like, you would think, like, immediately would run to the turrets, you know? No, she's like, she's like Ezra. He said because at the end of the episode last week, Sibo had said, "I know what happened to Ezra's parents." Like it, that kind of woke up in him. And she's the, like, that was the cliffhanger, and she was translating because Sabine speaks every fucking language. Apparently, uh, we know she speaks Aquilish. <laughs> apparently, the, yeah.
3: the education system on Mandalore
4: is Incredible. much Better, yeah, the than Imperial on Academy all. on Mandalore is just a butte. Um, <laughs> but Sabine's like, "Well, he's going to tell you." And he's like, "Get to the guns." And like it's literally like the line it takes you out of the episode right away because it's like you're just doing a recap without doing a recap of where we left off. Like it would have been easier if you just said, "Last week on Rebels." Yep. It's very it it's out of place. It it really was disarming me. I was like, "Why why what? It would be interesting to see if we had watched this
3: in its natural order, like a week later. Yeah, like,
4: did we remember that yes. line? Yeah, I would yeah. think we would, but maybe for a kid, probably yeah. not. Like, a kid needs to be slapped in the face with it again. Yeah. Um. But, so Sabine gets called in to help. Uh, obvious callback to the previous episode. Um, but our next clip is Sabine runs off to eventually to help. Ezra's like, go, you need to go help. Like, Ezra's like, why are you doing this right now? Go help. But our first clip of the episode is going to be Sibo. And Ezra having a conversation. Ezra is starting to, um, we start to form what this, like we know that Sibo knew his parents, but they flesh it out a little bit more here, and this is going to be our first clip.
2: The Bridgers should hide. The troopers came. They took Mera and Ephraim Bridger away. Where? Where did they take them? No, no,
0: no, no, no. Forgive Sibo. Forgive him. Forgive you? Sibo. Fail. Sibo was afraid. Sibo could not raise Ezra Bridger. Coward! You could have stopped them! Why didn't you stop them?
2: <laughs>
0: Sibo! The shields down! Ezra, I need you in the cockpit.
2: Yeah, on my way. Forgive you? My parents trusted you and you failed them and you failed me. I'll never forgive you for that.
4: Harsh words to SIBO. Um yes. I feel bad for SIBO because he's not all there.
3: SIBO doesn't understand the fact that yeah. he
4: needs water at this point. Yes. Yeah. And the great thing is, like, when he comes to, the first thing he sees is Ezra just bitching him out. Like, yeah. I'll never forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> and SIBO, who's like been in a haze of just like mind control, it's like, like the moment he wakes at? up, he's like, what's going I'm sorry, I didn't help your parents properly. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, Ezra's mad. This is this is the Ezra coming of age story episode. Like Ezra grows up a bit in this episode and accepts some of life's hard truths. Yeah. Um this is the pull yourself up by the bootstrap. Also Ezra. it's
3: interesting it's it is interesting to know that SIBO did know Ezra's parents and
4: which they established last week, but they're going to kind of give us more this week into how what that was and what that... Into- it still is kind of vague, though, at the end.
3: Did you ever have any of those like weird adult friends? Like When you were a kid...
4: That, My like- mom had a guy by the name of Eddie. Yeah. Uh, Eddie... I forget his last name. But Eddie helped out a lot. He was like this older dude. She used to go to Byerly's and get breakfast there and stuff. Is and, this like-
3: pre or... Post- post-divorce
4: post-divorce okay i'm like 10 and eddie was like an older dude who lived in the area um and he would like he was a real handy guy he'd come out and help out i think he was in love with my mom okay uh but she didn't (laughs) (laughs) but eddie was he was like a nice guy he'd come around the house and eddie was a good guy like he was a nice guy and now i'm kind of sad thinking about him he's gone
3: thinking about it like my dad and mom both had like friends that like Came around a lot. Yeah. And like we had aunts and uncles and like other than that, people would come over and like play darts and like hang out and stuff. And that's what I thought like being an ad- adult was. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah. You get married, you have kids and like you have your friends over and like they get to meet your f- kids and stuff. That's what I thought Zebo was to the Breakers.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He's friendly help guy. Yeah. He's friendly guy that comes over, has coffee Good buds. Now I'm curious about Sebo, though. Sibo speaks in like third person all the time,
3: but I'm confused as to is like is that part is that because he's the, warped? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like is that because I was trying to think lo- back to like weird
4: lobot um, like shoe like horseshoe that's going yeah, on? Yeah, and is it part? because he's speaking basic? And when he's so yeah. when he's speaking Rodian, he doesn't speak like that, but he's got like a weird dialect when he's speaking basic. But I tried to think back to Afar, the Python of the Senate. <laughs> Did he speak like that? I don't think he did. I don't think so. I think it's just because Sibo's got like,
3: ah, uh, maybe a. L- I don't know. Maybe a little bit he did. We
4: got to go back and we got to yeah. we got to do the Uncle Ono rewatch. Yeah. You know, we need to watch. You know what they should? You know what they have like the essential Kenobi or the essential Ahsoka to on Disney Plus. They need an essential Python of the Senate. I will say
3: though, Rodians are. So prevalent throughout the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I do not think they are a monolith. I am sure there are Rodians that like cannot grasp the language yeah. and like are not there. And then there are Rodians that like perfectly understand. Ro- well, for a couple basic. of
4: Americans who can only speak English, yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty impressive that SIBO uh, is able to speak basic, even if it's kind of in a weird yeah. third person kind Although, of
3: way. Although you got to give yourself more credit. You say one or two Italian words. Yeah.
4: Uh, bigot. A bigot. Cheap butter. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But as we know, that's actually French. <laughs> hey, Celine. Hey. Um. Okay. So yeah. Um. Sibo's got like the coolest case of CTE. Ever. Yes. He's like cool CTE guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um. So
3: I'm trying to think of what NFL player would Sebo be, uh, where he has not he hasn't shot himself in the heart yet, <laughs> but he's like. Able to keep it together up until this point.
4: Like, what NFL player is that at right now? I don't know. He's a guy that retired a few years ago. Took a couple of knocks on, licks on the noggin. But he's like, he's like Gronk. Okay. He's yeah, like Gronk. Okay. He's like, he's there. He's kind of a, he's a lovable meathead. Yeah, You know? Yeah. He's like, he would be great in like an AT&T commercial. His
3: brain is not 100% by any means. Yeah.
4: But he could still like do. But he's still there. Yeah. He could still do like a little Caesar's at. Yeah. You know, you got pizza, pizza. You yeah. Come yeah. on, like, oh, I like it when Sibo does that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's great. <laughs> he hasn't shot himself in the heart.
4: <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna offend everyone. I right? know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get up to, um, we get up to the cockpit. Ezra heads there to help out. Um, we see the Grand Inquisitor, he tags the ghost with a tracking device. It's like a really slow-moving shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so slow when he shoots it. He shoots it out of his TIE fighter, and it's like... E-t. It's
3: supposed to be covert. Yeah,
4: It, but it's like a cat sneaking up on yeah. a rodent. It's like... It yeah. does a little move. As soon as the rodent like flinches a little bit, the cat stops. You know? It's like you keep your butt close <laughs> yeah. to the ground. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, Ezra goes to the cockpit, and he's trying... To, the problem is... Uh, the nav computer's been damaged, and Chopper is down. And Chopper has all the, like, the nav jump launch sequences in his brain. So without the nav computer, without Chopper, they can't jump into light speed. So, uh, Hera has Ezra trying to fix the nav computer. Um, and we see a couple Star Destroyers coming in to cut him off. So they're being pursued by a shit ton of TIE fighters, taking a bunch of damage. And then they also got Star fucking, Star Destroyers just, like, bearing down on them now. Um, so <laughs> Ezra's trying to fix it and he's doing his damnedest, but all of a sudden SIBO just wanders into the cockpit. Very odd. Very odd. But he's just like, oh, the best way to and he does his SIBO talk, like where he's kind of cognizant for a second, and he just fixes the nav computer very quickly, and they are able to jump into hyperspace and escape.
3: Well, and I think this probably <laughs> I think this is showcasing, like, oh, this is why the Empire has outfitted some of these laborers with, like, this weird, like, cybernetic thing is because it does increase their productivity. It does increase their efficiency.
4: Yes. I don't know why he wandered in there, but he wanders in and he immediately gets to work. He, like, recognizes the issue. He's at the point where he's in the ghost. He's trying to help Ezra because he... Like, a
3: past version of himself somewhere in his brain recognizes Ezra. Yeah. So now his directive is shifted. Yes. So now he's trying to help the ghost yep. instead of the Empire.
4: So he helps him out, and they're able to escape. They're locked out. They got SIBO. Man, SIBO. Gronk coming in. Like, that's like... This is the equivalent of Gronk in a Subway commercial, like, putting the, the sub in the toasty oven. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone's <laughs> Would like, you like it, it toasted? <laughs>
3: Wait, a $5 foot long? That's not a yeah. foot long. And Gronk is just like, hey, but check out this. Yeah. And he
4: just shoves it into the oven. Yeah. No, it's like Gronk is like, I could see the commercial already. Like, I should write copy. <laughs> I should really be writing copy for like, so Gronk's Subway commercial would be like, you know what? I retired and I got a little bored. So I decided, hey, I might as well get a job. And just kind of pass the time. Meet some people, meet some local people. So I actually got a gig over at the local subway. And then it like cuts to Gronk working at the subway and hilarity ensues.
3: This is a super super bowl worthy. Yeah. yeah. And show.
4: then like somebody orders a foot long, he's like, How about three for the yard? You know, <laughs> like <laughs> Fourth and one, you gotta convert, you need three meatball yeah. subs. You know? And then he yeep, throws it in the oven. Anyways. How about a cookie? Yeah. Dude. Would you yeah, like a cookie with that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, are getting some baked Lay's? Ooh. <laughs> I, ah, love, I love myself ah, a good meatball sub at Subway. That was the best sandwich. Yeah. I mean, the place is dog shit. Let's yeah. be honest. But I went there about a month ago. It still hits. <laughs> you walk in. The it bre- burned the roof of my mouth. The bread smells like plastic. <laughs> it's so good, though. <laughs> it's like you know that you're digesting like bleach, but it's so tasty. I love the
3: fact that like... Any
4: rational country
3: on the planet is like, no, we're not going to feed our populace (laughs) bleach. Yeah. And we're like, no, fuck
4: it. But Feed them bleach. Have you had bleach that tastes like this? (laughs) Yes. Maybe that's why I never got COVID.
3: Have you tried our chicken teriyaki bleach? (laughs) It is delicious. Oh,
4: they used to have the buffalo chicken. Yeah. But then right now you get a bone in there. (laughs) Crunch. (laughs) Crunch. That's probably why I didn't get COVID, though, because I ate all those bleach buns. Yeah. Just like Trump said, he's like, just drink bleach. (laughs) I mean, he didn't say that literally, but he implied it. Sterilize your bloodstream. It would make sense. I mean, we were talking about rational thinking. If bleach kills germs, you put it in your body. Of course. That seems rational. I mean, it might kill things that aren't supposed to be killed, but, you know, whatever. That's neither here nor there. We're trying to take care of the here and now. Anyway, we
3: go to the Star Destroyer.
4: Oh, yeah. So the Grand Inquisitor shows up on the Star Destroyer after they jump. Oh. He is now in command.
3: Oh, but did you see who scoots across the foreground? What? Oh, we got a, we, oh, we got a new one. Ooh. All right. Oh, wait, I'll save it. You go ahead. Go it's ahead. like a robot? Go ahead. Is go it ahead. a mouse droid?
4: No, you go ahead. I don't remember.
3: Yeah, I know. I'm drawing a blank. I got a timestamp.
4: Okay. Okay. So he goes into command of the Star Destroyer, and uh, the captain is like, yeah, we got him tracked. Don't worry, we'll catch him. He's like, I can sense that I'm I'm still on the the tail of the Jedi and the Padawan. So his concern is not so much Sibo; His concern is more Ezra and Kanan. Um, So we see one of the Star Destroyers jump into hyperspace at that point, so they are going to pursue. Uh, Our next clip. Is going to be Ezra and Kanan And they're discussing what they're going to do with old Sibo here The ghost crew is going to start having discussions So let's take a listen So, now what do we do with them? We have a few ideas
2: But you're the one who has history with Sebo What do you think we should do? Don't know, don't much care Ezra, you'll never advance as a Jedi If you can't be honest With yourself at least What's that supposed to mean? It means Sibo matters to you. You do care what happens to him. Why should I? He did nothing to save my parents. What could he have done against the entire Empire? And besides, look at what he's done since. The Imperials encourage these implants, but they're not mandatory. Not yet. He must have volunteered, and then he uploaded their secrets and ran. Maybe he's trying to make up for letting you down. Why else would he take on the Empire alone?
0: The empire Boscanis Spastika. He said the Empire can track the ghost. Oh please, the Imperials can't follow us through hyperspace. Uh, can they? Imperial XX-23-S Three Tracker was developed by Sinar Systems to trace
2: ships through hyperspace to destination. Arrow, could they have tagged us with that thing?
0: Guess we better find out.
4: <laughs> Chopper's up!
0: Whoa whoa whoa, calm down, Chop. You were just offline for a few minutes. <sighs> we need you to scan the ghost for that. He's grumpy. Stop grumbling and find that tracker, you rust bucket. Alright.
4: Okay. So Chopper is going to go scan the ship. Gonna find this tracker that they may have been hit with. Um so any any thoughts? It's good to see Chopper up and going.
3: It is good to see Chopper up and going. It we do know that Sibo has a relationship with Ezra's parents. We still don't know what happened to them, but yeah, apparently he let them down in some fashion. Yeah,
4: maybe we'll get some closure on this. <laughs> maybe I don't. I got to tell you, I think Sibo's hilarious. Um, I'm not too invested in this Ezra Sibo dynamic. Yeah, I just the
3: other. Uh, the one thing that I did take note of is Hera did say, like, the Empire hasn't required these yet, which means that Sibo did <laughs> voluntarily. Yeah, like, like,
4: hey, hook my brain up to this horseshoe. Like, they're really playing up this notion of Sibo like, volunteering to be a guinea pig because he feels bad about what happened to Ezra's family.
3: Well i do i do see what they're going and so this is his
4: way of like i'm going to escape and relay this information
3: i do see the fact that like ezra's parents like at some point we still don't know what happened to them but like thinking with what we know of the empire they were carried away and SIBO did nothing apparently Obviously, he's going to have some regrets, so this is something that he is volunteering for to make up for that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I just think it's... I, I just find it funny that this was his long game. Yeah. Like, I'm going to sign up for this experimental project to get this thing implanted on my fucking head, but eventually I'm going to break free... And then I'm going to use the information that I acquired to assist rebels so I don't feel bad about fucking up with yeah. Ezra's parents.
3: Yeah, somehow anybody that volunteers for this program at Amazon today, I don't think they have the same kind of like <laughs> like goals
4: at the end of it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just um SIBO's story, while hilarious, because he is funny as fuck. It's a stretch. Yeah. It's a stretch. Okay. Um so yeah, so um we're going to we're going to have a plan though. So they got chopper up and running now. So chopper is going to be scanning shit. And chopper is able to locate this tracker, the slow-moving tracker. Um it's actually serendipitously fell onto the phantom. So, they come up with a plan. Um, and uh, should we just, should we listen to the clip? I was going to maybe skip the clip. Should we just play the clip? Yeah, let's, play, let's the clip. play the clip. All right, let's see how it sounds. So
0: they did tag us. Yes, but the good news is the tracer's actually on the hull of the Phantom. How is that good news
4: exactly?
2: It'll allow us to detach the Phantom and lure the Imperials away from the ghost and Sebo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You want to detach while in hyperspace? Do you know how incredibly dangerous that is? Not as dangerous as what I plan to do with the ship can't wait to hear this. I checked our current trajectory. If you can modify the hyperspace coordinates... I could. Then we can pass by the asteroid field where the old clone base is. You mean the
0: base with the nasties who live in the shadows?
2: Wait, what? Why would we want to go down there?
0: He's right, Kanan. Why not just drop the Phantom into our trail and let the Imperials chase after their tracker?
2: Because there's more than a tracker at work here. Back on Lothal, I sensed it. The Inquisitor is on our trail, and as long as Ezra and I are on board the ghost, we're jeopardizing Sibo's escape. So, I gotta leave the ghost and go to this nasty-filled asteroid as a favor to Sibo? As a favor to all of us. And don't worry. I'll be right beside you.
4: Okay. Um, so, we've been having some audio difficulties here, but what? what, what is the reason for going to Anaxis? They're trying to... I mean, why can't they just drop out and, um... I don't get it. Well, Anaxes. Okay, why are they going to Anaxis?
3: Kanan's whole thing is th- the Grand Inquisitor... It's the same deal that we just saw with Obi-Wan. It's Obi-Wan realized Vader is pursuing him. It's
4: hyper-focused.
3: Just like Kanan is realizing that the Grand Inquisitor is just following him and Ezra. He's He's fixated on force wielders and the fact that the tracer is on the phantom just like is icing on the cake so his idea is let's just take the phantom go to an access, and that will give you guys ample opportunity to get this information and get Sibo to fulcrum or the underground information channel that you need to get them to
4: okay but why do they have to go to Anaxis? Why can't they just drop him out there somewhere? Why does it have to be Anaxis?
3: Maybe they figured out, like, okay, well, if we go there, there are these crazy because animals. Because if you
4: break off the phantom, then the tracker goes with it. And I don't see how they're going to track the ghost at that point. So what does it matter?
3: Right. So I think they're breaking it off, and they're like, okay, they're going to track they they are going to track the Phantom regardless of where we go. So let's go someplace where we might have a chance to have some offense. And that's why they go to an access where there are these uh what are they called?
4: I called them critters because I forgot their names. Gynox or whatever. Myno Mal, Malbows. Mulbo. I guess my curiosity is so as long as Ezra and Kanan are on the Ghost, they are a liability because the Inquisitor is tracking them via Force capabilities.
3: Yes, well, both. It's He's tracking them through the tracker that he threw on there and then also through Force capabilities. But then I also thought, like, why didn't Chopper just, like... Chopper's an astromech. Like, why didn't he just go out and, like, do an R2 and yeah. just, like, scoop the tracker or, off of it?
4: the last time we were on an axis, uh, as we know, Hera was able to, like, electrocute the hull. Yeah. Like, she turned it into, like, this electrical current. Like, why couldn't she just fry the thing? You'd think. And also, like, I feel like you could go, you could lead them on, like, a wild goose chase. Like, you could drop, take the Phantom, drop out. And then jump back into hyperspace and just kind of lead them all over the fucking place and have a set place where you're planning on meeting back up. Because like as we, we'll we'll talk about it, but like the tracker comes off relatively easily. (laughs) Yeah, It's not like the thing was like super glued to the fucking hole, like my nose, you know. (laughs) That was like 10 years ago that we talked about that. (laughs) This is the longest episode of all time, but it's not. But for some reason, this feels like the longest we've ever gone. Um, so we get back to the rec room and Sibo is just vibing. (laughs) (laughs) He's having such a good time. He's just like, yeah, and he's just kind of conked out and we got audio here. I just
3: checked the time. We're six minutes into this episode. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh,
4: I'm going to drink this whole six pack tonight. Uh, So our next clip is going to be Ezra and Sabine. Now, I wasn't originally going to include this, but I feel like it does a really good job of uh, helping to build Ezra's character. Like, this is the biggest episode for Ezra's character building thus far. Like, we learned the most about him. Um, So this is Sabine and Ezra chatting, and Sabine is trying to get Ezra to talk with Sibo before he heads out on his mission with Kanan because he may never see Sibo again. Once Sibo gets delivered to the rebels, that may be the last time Ezra has a chance for some closure here. So that's going to be our next clip.
0: So, your parents. Do you really believe they're dead?
2: Yes. No, I, I don't know. Does it matter?
0: Yeah, of course it matters. You have to talk to Sibo before we go.
2: Tried that already.
0: Okay, so try harder. Once Hera takes him away,
2: you may never see Sibo again. Maybe that's for the best. What? How can you say that? Sabine. I've been on my own since I was seven, okay? If I'd let myself believe my folks were alive, if i let myself believe they'd come back and save me, I'd never have learned how to survive. you ready
1: okay
4: okay did it go nuts again yeah i went and got a refill um so uh yeah ezra's just like hey this is important because ezra's basically saying i don't need to figure out what happened to my parents i don't i don't need this i have been living as if they are dead and that has helped me to survive. As we find out later in the episode, this is grandstanding bullshit. He doesn't actually believe that.
3: We do also get, this is the first episode where we do get a little bit more on the Ezra-Sabine
4: relationship building. Yeah, Sabine's starting to somewhat give a shit about him. Yes. Which is interesting, because before he was just an point, annoying kid. Yes. yeah. Up
3: until this point, he was just like an annoying little brother.
4: Yes, but now she's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I she's guess like I should get to know in, this guy. She's
3: investing in his story.
4: Yes, she is investing in his story. And she I think she's kind of realizing, like, oh, you know, we're not so different, him and I. We both have hard times, you know. Hard times. What's that Paramore song where it's like hard times? Yeah, that, 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 You know what I'm talking That's about? That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I heard it in Target the other day. <laughs> um. Okay. So Ezra and Kanan board the Phantom and they separate. So mind you, they're in they're in like light speed, they're going hyperdrives in full gear. So it's some wild stuff when they separate. This also is... interesting that they're able to plan it so they end up in the yeah. Anaxis system.
3: This is one of those weird things in Star Wars where it's like okay. Maybe 10 years ago, if a Star Wars property came out, they'd be like, oh, no, if you dis- if you detached in hyperspace, it would, like, disintegrate you.
4: You can't do it.
3: Yeah. And now it's like, oh, no, you can It's just going to, like, make you spin around a little bit and make you feel like you're yeah. a
4: merry-go-round. So, I mean, they do preface it like it's not the best idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they said that earlier. But, so, yeah, Ezra and Caden Bore the Phantom, they separate, and we get some wild graphics. Yeah, It's like... If you've ever seen Star Trek, the motion picture, um, there is like a scene where they I don't think it's a black hole and they like kind of get stuck in it or something like when they're in warp drive, they get stuck in the black hole and everything gets weird and it's like an acid trip. Yeah. And for like 20, 30 seconds, this episode turns into like an acid trip.
3: It's like that one scene in, in Willy Wonka. Eric Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, when they're going through the tunnel and Gene Wilder is just, like, going fucking insane.
4: Yeah. And it's like you're on an
3: acid trip. Yeah.
4: It's like that. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. The episode takes a wild turn briefly and then it quickly returns to normal. Anyways, uh, they have a rough exit. We'll just say they're, like, tumbling and there's lots of colors. Pretty colors. Um, and so they head for an asteroid field, accidentally typed in steroid field. I must miss the A. Um, and so... It's at this point that we cut back to the Grand Inquisitor. He's on the bridge of the Star Destroyer, and he's like, I sense a change in the force. And he's like, yeah, they've, the, the captain's like, they dropped out of hyperspace, we're tracking them, blah, blah, blah. So they're going to where the Phantom is. Um, so Kanan and Ezra are in the Phantom, and they're approaching Anaxes, and Kanan begins telling Ezra about... Um, now, this calls back to the previous episode, where he tried to connect with the Loth Cat. And Kanan is going to be putting Ezra through some training here while on Axis. And Ezra's mission, while Kanan removes the tracker, is to commune through the force with the critters. Do we know what the critters' names some are? Some natural beings. What are they? Some natural beings. Uh, they are... Oh, They have a name. I just keep calling them critters now because I forgot. Finox. Finox. So there's the, the things that we had a couple episodes ago in the best episode we've ever seen. Um, the phinox. So Ezra is Ezra's very immediately turned off by this idea. He's very nervous about it. But we're going forward with it. So the Phantom pulls into the famed hangar bay at Anaxis. I love Anaxis because just because of the Clone Wars. It is an it's an asteroid base called PM.
3: 1203
4: is this the same base where obi-wan did say tell padme i said hello
3: i don't it's i got i'm be. assuming it's the same thing
4: yeah so they land in the hangar bay um they de- they they get off the phantom and ezra goes out there and the critters begin to form the minox phinox phinox yeah the Finox begin forming, and ezra is trying to uh occupy them with the force but he's like super nervous and he's not on his game So it's not working. Uh, We see Kanan go up on the Phantom. He just like pulls it off immediately. It's not a thing. And they could have got out of there and just that'd be it. But I don't know. Whatever. Um, Yeah. So Kanan immediately gets uh, the tracker off and the critters are like getting really close to Ezra. And it's at this point that Kanan jumps in and has kind of like holds him off a bit. And he's also talking to Ezra and Ezra's like, I'm scared. I can't do it. And he's like, what are you scared of? And he's like. I'm not scared of them. The whole thing is uh, getting Ezra to admit. He's scared of the truth. Yes. He's what, he, he, what he ends up admitting is he's scared of the truth. And by the truth, they mean the fate of his parents. So even though he said, like, it doesn't matter if they're alive or dead. I've learned to live on my own. He knows deep down that they're dead, but he, I don't think he's ever accepted it. Or maybe they're alive and I'm wrong. But it just feels like he needs to accept that they're gone forever. And he never has. He, he says he has, but he hasn't. He, he
3: has an idea in his head that has made him comfortable and that has equipped him with the ability to like live on the streets alone. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that what that thought is is
4: the truth. Yes. So he's having like a crisis right here, and as he's like processing this, he is talking to himself and he ends up just coming to a point of peace and he says i forgive you Sibo. i forgive you for i don't know, i guess we'll say he sold out his parents or he f- didn't do
3: anything to protect didn't
4: him. do anything to protect him from the empire and he says that and Sibo back on the ghost like hears it through the force i guess so i don't know maybe Sibo is like force sensitive <laughs> But Sibo's like, I thank you, Ezra. And Sibo like, is cognizant for half a second. Then he goes back to his yeah. <laughs>
3: his robot. Yes. Yeah.
4: And we come back to the critters, the, the Phynox, and they are all now responding to Ezra. They're just, like, peacefully just sitting there. They're all just, like, big kitties. Yeah. They're, like, big old. <laughs> they're big, ugly loft cats. Isn't they're what they are? big kitties. Yeah. I love
3: them so much.
4: Um. And so, yeah, the Critters have responded, and this is like a real breakthrough for Ezra because he's accepted, like, his one... Uh, the one thing that has been holding him back. He He's come to peace with it in that moment, and um, the Critters are now his friends. So, um, our next clip, though, is we're going to get back to the Ghost, and this is when they rendezvous with a CR-90 Corvette Yavin 4. Goddamn right! 4. It's not Yavin 4. I love this ship. It's Because so good. it's got... Think of, think of uh, the Tantive 4. I, was saying, I always say Yavin 4 because I just... They're, Tantive. The, yeah, the Tantive 4. It's a Corvette Cruiser. It's the same style from Alderaan that Ray was on, on A New Hope. And the thing that's great about this is it's painted blue, though. It doesn't have the maroon. I wonder who would like the color blue. I don't know. Who's riding around in one of these Corvettes? I don't know. Anyways, it's going to be our next clip. Whoever
3: that is, do you think they've ever crossed paths with Bale? Because that
4: would be a very
3: cool interaction to see.
4: Yeah, I've got a feeling. Yeah, I've got a feeling. Yeah. Bale probably set them up with this ship. Like, hey, you want this used Corvette? <laughs> it's a 79. It's the best year. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so our next clip is going to be the ghost rendezvousing with uh Fulcrum um, in their C90 Corvette. And then we're also going to get some SIBO information where Hera is going to deliver SIBO to the Corvette. And SIBO drops some nuggets of knowledge on Hera. So that is going to be our next clip. Welcome to Ghost. Donkey complete.
0: Heading to the airlock now. Acknowledge, Fulcrum. We're ready and waiting. I don't suppose Zeb and I could get to meet Fulcrum this time? Nope. This time you stay in the cockpit. That's what we did last time. <laughs> You seem better. Cebo's mind is clearer now, but it is difficult. There's so much information inside Cebo. Fulcrum's people will help you with that and keep you safe. But will C-Bow see Ezra Bridger again? I hope so. Someday. I- is there anything you'd like me to tell him? Oh, Cebo failed. Bridgers did not watch over this, son. But Sibo tried to make it right by accessing Imperial files, and that intel will be invaluable. Oh, intel! Unimportant, an in accident. Sibo access file on Ezra Bridger's parents. Sibo knows Bridger's fate. Then tell me, Sibo. Wild. Tell me, and I'll tell
4: Does that the clip? Okay. <laughs> uh, just a heads up. <laughs> We've had some audio issues I think our one of our inputs is going bad like our, our port our little device that we our splitter well, we need a new splitter we need a new yeah, splitter yeah. and it just dawned on us tonight because this is the first time we had issues with it so we're only we're like hearing these clips but we're hearing them in a very uh, digital tones I would say <laughs> it's like a radio station that you're just out of range for well, I think we got it though well I mean it's still working yeah. I mean when they hear it back it's gonna sound fine. The problem is, we're not here to find, so we can't properly analyze the clips.
3: But Sibo understands what's
4: going on. You sounded like Sibo there. Yeah. Sibo understands C-Bow what's going understands. on. That's the guy that put Jimmy out of business. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: hey, Jimmy. <laughs> you know Jimmy? Oh, yeah. And Jimmy is a character on Seinfeld. TV show. I'm
3: gonna Photoshop SIBO wearing those shoes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with the tri tips.
4: Now Jimmy would like to have made it, but due to his injury. Uh, but as you can see, as I'll show you here, <laughs> Jimmy
3: is hot for you. Yeah, man,
4: that's the Mel Torme episode. Yes, it is. The Velvet Fog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. So we heard Fulcrum there. Um, we didn't really hear him, but you did. Uh, and once again, the distorted voice. Um, who could it be? <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: at this point, you have put the pieces together.
4: Well, I already—I told you, I read yes, the—I I read the fucking EK Johnston book. Yeah, it's Ahsoka. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it is. I don't think I'm spoiling anything here.
3: Yeah,
4: that's cool. It's I like cool. how she painted it blue. You know, there she are- said, "Hey, hey, hey, get this." She saw a red door, and she wanted painted blue.
3: There are some, uh... There's a grand reveal at some point.
4: That'll be exciting. I'll still get a kick out of it.
3: And Fulcrum's symbol is her fucking head
4: symbol. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so they give it away. Yeah. So, well, everybody if knew. You, if you put the pieces together. Like so, her... if you went on the boards, yeah. people knew at that point. Yeah. Like, some guy was like,
3: or if you're obsessed with Ahsoka and you, un- you know what her tattoos are. Yeah. Like, did you know the like, symbol?
4: There's a lot of cool stuff at Galaxy's Edge that I want to get, and you can't buy it online. I know. We got to go. What is this gatekeeping we, bullshit? We got to go. Why can't they? I want to give them money. We got to go. Ooh, why can't they just have celebration there next year
3: although i've heard their lightsabers suck
4: really yeah i think we got some clone casanovas that have invested
3: i've heard that their lightsabers suck and there are other places where you can buy a lightsaber for equal price or less
4: but is it official is a much better quality how are those fx sabers i don't know i want the kenobi one you know yeah
3: you got. You really got to start playing Fall in Order because you can construct your own lightsaber. I got saber. through half of it this weekend. Oh, really? No, I'm kidding. Sorry. You gotta play. Start playing. You can construct your own saber and like put pieces together from different. I'm gonna Jedi's. make a
4: Gungy style wood one. <laughs> yeah, Eric yeah, made yeah. the wood. Oh, it's that made from the Gungi. strongest wood in <laughs> all of Kashyyyk. I cut down a sequoia. <laughs> a redwood oh you could craft a mean saber out of a redwood I wish I was a woodworker you know oh yeah you want to be one of those woodworker guys that'd be cool right yeah yeah I'd love to work a lathe yeah <laughs> <laughs> i want to be a logger yeah <laughs> I think I get that'd be a good workout you know you, you'd be the kind of guy where people like hey do you work out and then you'd be like I work out of my work. It's honestly
3: every national park in the United States. I don't give a shit about except for the one where they filmed Return of the Jedi in. That's the one where it's like, oh, no, I want to go to that
4: one. Is that in like Northern California? Yeah, we got to go there. It's like on the border of Oregon. How close is that? That's got to be somewhat close to the Skywalker Ranch. I think it's like it's still like Skywalker Ranch is Northern California, right? It's still right? like three and a half hours Skywalker away. Skywalker Ranch is Northern California though. California right? is fucking huge. Well I know it's big, but Skywalker Ranch is northern California. It's like still like close to San Francisco. we got a we got a clone cast in Open San Francisco. Yeah. Lexus. Yeah. Lexus, have you been to Skywalker Ranch? Or have you
3: been to the Endor Forest?
4: Or have you been to that weird what's that place called? Uh Kenobi Hut. What is it? <laughs> it's, it's like an... where all the props are in shit. Are you
3: talking about Tunisia? The Kenobi Ranch. The Kenobi uh... Ranch.
4: Yeah. Cheap butter. Maybe they'll move. You know, maybe COVID will spike up again and they'll move that... celebration back to the United States. I would love it if we went
3: from, okay, we're going to actually bite the bullet. We're going to go to celebration in London and then also go to Tunisia to actually see
4: the lars homestead yeah like a bantha yeah yeah um i don't celebration that's a tough one man like travel prices are probably still gonna suck around then right london london i don't know i w- I would want to get a clone cast of nova headcount i'm kind of curious like how many diehards are gonna go because if there's like some diehards going, then that would be more appealing to me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But if we don't
4: have any diehards going, then yeah. I might we might as well just wait till it's back. Or we might as well just fucking go to Anaheim and meet up with the diehards. Yeah. We could have a clone Castanova field trip. An official field trip. You know what I'm saying? Own- yeah. Hey, that came through all right. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> where were we? Okay, so the Grand Inquisitor and the squad arrive at axis at this point. Um,
3: I really have a hard time <laughs> believing that the Grand Inquisitor in this is the same Grand Inquisitor in Obi-Wan.
4: Third sister! <laughs> Why? Uh, Why?
0: They're,
3: they're very different.
4: No, no, they both got the British voice.
3: I know, but still.
4: Uh no they're offense
3: playing it very differently. No
4: offense to Jules El Davio, but British
3: people all sound the same. To me. To us, yes.
4: Yeah. Um I guess they're playing it differently, but then again, you could also look at it from the point like I don't know, this is like five years after. That so I true. mean maybe he's just kinda He's different now.
3: Yes, head elongated, maybe that yeah. effect on his speech.
4: Yeah, he went he went back to Utapau and he got his head flattened out. Maybe that's what it is. That maybe like those udapawans, that's like a sign of like aging or something. So like he went back and had his bar mitzvah and they flattened his head out. You know, maybe that's what it is. It's Star Wars, baby. We can come up with an explanation for anything. Um so they show up on an axis, they debort. It's it's like, I don't know, 10 stormtroopers in the grand inquisitor and they walk into the hangar and Ezra and Kanan are just fucking meditating there and the critters are just vibing with them. <laughs> Like they're all it's like a dog training place where all the dogs are like graduating and they're all just sitting down.
3: They are uh, coming off of the last scene. Like all of them have completely like bended (laughs) their will to Ezra and Kanan.
4: Ezra Ezra has become like truly one with the force. Like Ezra has gone from. Well, he moved something once to. He's a fucking knight.
3: It's a-, a great scene of him and Kanan just like sitting quietly. It was cool next to all yeah. of them.
4: Um, so they sick the critters on the stormtroopers, and the critters start mauling stormtroopers. Yeah, the Grand Inquisitor though pops open the lightsaber and charges in. Uh, he takes out a critter, which is very sad, and Ezra is going to stay and meditate and control the critter, So it's like Ezra versus the Stormtroopers via Critter. Yeah. And then Kanan pops up from his meditation, and he is going to take on the Grand Inquisitor. So this is Kanan versus Grand Inquisitor Part 2. We got them in the Old Masters. Uh, Rise of the Old Masters, where we saw poor Luminara, her corpse being kept in stasis. Um, But we're going to get a lightsaber fight. That's always a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So... Uh, we see uh, Kanan and uh, the Grand Inquisitor engage each other and like right away in this fight you can tell like I'm not saying Kanan's a weak fighter by any means but he never completed training and so this is a guy that got cut off from training when he was like 12 13 years old he was a Padawan when he was a Padawan when this all went down and so like the Grand Inquisitor is doing the Dooku I dodge you I don't even have to fight you shit. Like, Kanan is hacking away at him, but he can't hit him. And anytime he gets close, he gets deflected. So it's just, like, the Grand Inquisitor is clearly, at this point, I'd be curious where this goes in the future. And I think that's going to be an interesting development as we get further along the show. But at this point, it, the Grand Inquisitor is completely overmatches Kanan. So he's toying with him. Um, the Grand Inquisitor ends up um, disarming Kanan. And knocks him down. And he's about to go in for the killing blow. But Ezra at this point breaks his meditation. And runs over. Grabs Kanan's lightsaber. With the force mind you. He used the force. Ignites it. And he stands in front of the Grand Inquisitor. And you're like holy shit. Are we going to see a Grand Inquisitor versus Ezra? Uh, Let's find out. That's our next clip. I want to make sure I play the right one.
2: You're not going near it!
4: I believe I Immediately am. disarmed you. In fact, it's time to end both Jedi and Padawan. For
2: good. Your devotion to your master is admirable. But it will not save it Out comes the him. energy
4: Nothing. slingshot. No. Just kidding. Get,
0: get back!
4: Ah,
2: yes. Good Go. Unleash your finger. <laughs> Ezra's getting mad. I will teach you what your master could not. You don't have anything to teach me. The darkness is too strong for you, Orphan. It is swallowing you up, even now. No! Your master will die. No! Your friends will die, and everything you've hoped for will be lost. This is the way the story ends.
4: No! <laughs> So Ezra's, like, pushed up against, like, uh, a ridge. And he starts, like, shit starts moving around him as he gets scared. Ezra, no. He summons, like, the biggest of the fire knocks. <laughs> like, this thing's your big boy. Yeah. And, like, what we find out later is Ezra's, like, scared and he taps into the dark side. Um, but he summons this massive, like the Queen Fire knock, and six it on the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. That thing cool. is a
3: massive underbite.
4: It's literally 10 times the size of the other ones. Yeah. It's your big boy. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's interesting. Um, so Max, he, he he sends the massive critter on the guy, but he passes out. He uses the force so hard that he's not used to using it. And he just passes out. Um, we see the Grand Inquisitor as he's fighting off the massive critter. He f- he drops Kanan's saber. He was dual-wielding at the time. Uh, we see Kanan pick up Ezra, and he force-pulls his saber. <laughs> the Grand Inquisitor does start doing the pinwheel move <laughs> with his lightsaber. He does the big spinny. Yeah. Um, eventually, he gets a sh- the Grand Inquisitor does get a shot off on the big critter and scares it off. But at this point, Kanan is pretty close to the ghost, and he's escaping with Ezra into the ghost. He throws the Grand Inquisitor does like one just desperation move and just does a spinny throw towards Kanan. But Kanan deflects it with his lightsaber and they run into the Phantom and they take off. Uh, and while they're flying away, Kanan like shoots the Imperial shuttle that the Grand Inquisitor and the Stormtroopers arrived on. <laughs> he shoots it like four times and blows it up. Yeah, So he strands him there temporarily. Um, So back in the shuttle, Ezra kind of comes to and he doesn't really have any kind of awareness of what just happened. It's like he blacked out and he doesn't remember anything. Um, so it's going to be our last flipping yes. I saved us?
2: You did. But something doesn't feel right. If your will isn't strong enough when you open yourself to the Force, you become vulnerable to the dark side. I was trying to protect you. I know. But your anger and fear caused that giant creature to attack. I don't remember it. That's for the best. Your powers are growing so quickly you weren't prepared. I didn't teach you what you needed to know. I'm sorry.
4: Okay. Um
3: So Kanan is acknowledging that he has
4: kind of failed in not teaching
3: Ezra about the dark side a- at least a little, yeah, little bit. It, it
4: kind of goes with the theme of their relationship that, you know, when they when they finally came to a certain understanding of each other where they were like, Kanan was like, I'm gonna fuck up. I've never done this before, but we'll figure it out together. So they have moments like this where Kanan has neglected to tell him something and... They got to clean up the mess.
3: Yeah. As far as Esther's
4: concerned,
3: like the Jedi are just like all light side. You have no comprehension of the dark side. Yeah.
4: And I don't know. It's an interesting, I mean, there's a lot of talking points that you go off of this kind of like if he hadn't tapped into the dark side, the Inquisitor probably would have killed them both. And so it kind of comes back to like the debate about At certain times like you have to use the full abilities of the force yeah and I don't know it's like like I don't know it gets ragged on all the time but like the idea of a gray Jedi like I don't necessarily subscribe to it but life is not black and white there are gray areas and sometimes you have to acknowledge gray areas and sometimes you have to make sacrifices that you don't necessarily want to make for the greater good and so it's just it's an interesting moment where Kanan is like It's a good thing you didn't remember that, this and that. It's like, yeah, but he like literally by doing this, just by following these instincts, he saved both of your lives. Yes. And so it's, I can understand you can get lost in it and then that it's problematic. I
3: guess the Jedi way of thinking would be like, is there another way out of that situation that might be? Like a little bit harder, and this is just the easy way. Sure. Out. And that would be the darker side path. But
4: yeah. If there is, I don't know what. Yeah. It is. Because, I mean, you talk about Yoda is like, Luke asks him, is the dark side stronger? And he's like, no, it's not. It's an easier path. Yes. It's easier to be angry. It's easier to be scared. And it's easier to fight off those emotions. But I mean,. <laughs> Just like a base level, like, I don't see anything wrong with what Ezra did here. And it's not like Kanan's scolding him. It's not like Kanan is upset with him or anything. Kanan is a very understanding person. Yeah. But I just, you know, from from a perspective of watching the show, I'm kind of like, I don't see anything wrong with this. I don't. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, yeah, Granted, he manipulated the mind of a massive beast. <laughs> um, You know. So. I mean,
3: if he was manipulated manipulating it in a way that was like, you need to maul this person.
4: Like, make sure that they... Well, maybe he was. We don't really know what he was right. saying to it. I don't know. I just think there there is a debate to be had. A rational debate, so conservatives not included. There is a debate to be had about using the dark side for good. Um, I just don't think... What we learned about throughout the prequels, like, the Jedi were very arrogant in their ways. And the only criticism I've ever had of Obi-Wan Kenobi, who I think is the closest thing to a perfect human being you can ever have. Well, I'm serious. He is. He's a very good person. He, he means well on everything. He subscribed too much to the dogma of the Jedi yes. that it blinded him to certain things. He believed that deeply in the goodness of the Order to overcome everything. Yep. That he couldn't see the forest from the trees. So I think there, you know, maybe in an, uh, you know, it's something that we can continue as a theme as we go forward in this show, but I think there is something that we can flesh out there as we talk about this going forward. Just a thought. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the, I, I hope that this episode presents opportunities for us to. Anytime in the Clone Wars we got the dark side, it was fucking Anakin just being a piece of shit. Yep. It was Anakin like, oh, God, that was bad. You know, like, <laughs> why didn't anybody see this? With this, it presents an opportunity to look at it in a different way. Yeah. I guess is my point. Maybe I've had too many Mick Ultras. <laughs> Anyways, so they take off. They rendezvous with a the ghost. Um, they land, and Ezra is kind of despondent, and Hera's like, hey, I have to tell you something. And, and Kanan's just like, not right now. It's, he needs to be alone. Um, he's got to process some things. Um, he touched on the dark side. He has accepted that his parents are probably gone forever. Maybe they're alive. I don't know. We don't Maybe. know. Um, but he heads to one of the turret rooms and he's just kind of looking out on empty space, just staring out at the stars. And Sabine drops in and visits him, and she's like, hey, "I know you want to be alone, but I fixed this hollow disc up, and this is the hollow disc that he grabbed from his old house when in they were part on, one. In part one of this episode." And she's like, I, I did the best I could to clean it up and I was able to access some files. She plugs it in and it brings up a picture of Ezra's parents. And she's like, Happy birthday, Ezra Bridger. A very heartfelt moment there at the end. And the picture of Ezra is like his mom, like uh, roughhousing with him, carrying him around. And Ezra's dad looks miserable. Um, <laughs> 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 Does he not? He's kind of like, uh... <laughs> But that's your episode. Um, so that's our first. I mean, I guess Spark of Rebellion was a two parter, but this was kind of our first two-parter yeah um first arc yeah our first arc so what does imdb give gathering forces imdb is giving gathering forces in 8.1 in 8.1 yep all right um i gotta tell you the first couple times i watched through started a little odd for me and i couldn't get into it but the third time i watched it in my notes watch i was like fuck this is actually a good episode <laughs> it's good um they find like Ezra, I would say, is the main character. Ezra and Kanan are the main characters of the show. It's all I, th- I feel like that's the show is progressing to develop their relationship. That's going to be your main arc of the show. And this episode did the most for it. Uh, I like what it did for Ezra. Sebo's hilarious. We didn't even really talk about Sebo, but he's just I know he's the best case of CTE ever. Yeah. It's like if CTE was hilarious, you know, and not this dark, horrible, disturbing thing.
3: He's the Gary Busey. He's great. Yeah. (laughs) Rebels.
4: Yeah. He's he's fucking great. And I'm sure after Fulcrum downloads all the intel, they're just going to put him in like a van somewhere on (laughs) Dantooine. (laughs) <laughs> They're going to put him in a van on Dantooine and he's just going to vibe out. He's going to get a fucking he's going to have a a, a double barrel shotgun that he protects his yeah. land with. And that's going to be it.
3: He's one of those grandpas that like develops dementia, but doesn't make sexual advances to any of his children. Yeah, like like just is charming. He's in the charming, dementia.
4: crazy grandpa. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I this might be the best episode that we've seen. It's very good. It's very good. Um, It's also, there's a lot of seeds that are planted here. Like, what are we going to see from Kanan as he continues to engage with the Grand Inquisitor?
3: Also, Sabine and Ezra's relationship in this episode. They finally don't
4: hate each other. Zeb didn't get anyone killed in this episode, didn't even flirt with it. Uh, Chopper woke up and he was just a very productive member of the crew once he woke up. Kill anyone. This is the most least chaotic episode, (laughs) yes. It really is. I'm going to give this one an eight. All right. I liked it. It was a good one. Eight out of ten. What do you got?
3: Eight out of ten. I agree with everything you're saying, although uh, although no, I just also think it's, you know, it's it's great. Nothing really happened existentially. So uh, I'm just going to go seven. A seven. Yeah. I give it's the strong. last
4: one a six point five. So, Okay better than that one. I think that's a fair rating. You and I are one off on this show. I know. We're always one away from each other. We have, like, the same general idea.
3: I'm just apprehensive.
4: I'm nervous that I'm going
3: to give it a rating, and then the next episode is really going to fuck me up.
4: Okay. That's fair. I mean, I don't, you know, whatever. Um, Okay. So, an eight and a seven.
2: (laughs) Always look on the light side of life.
4: All right. Light side moment of the episode. Uh, I'm going to be Sibo vibing in the rec room. Sebo vibing. He just is like his eyes. Now it's a Rodian, so they don't have pupils, but it's just <laughs> for some reason. When I look at Sebo, he's got that glazed over. See the g- galaxy. Yeah. In his yeah. Eyes. He, he just looks like he's not there. And I love it. I love it when they show Sebo just out of his fucking guard. He's constantly he's he's just. Balls deep in some fucking Molly or acid yeah. or something. He's just not there. So I'm going Sibo vibing. What do you got?
3: Not only is he vibing, but he's effective.
4: He is effective.
3: He's able to recalculate shit and fix the ghost. And yeah,
4: Sibo is everybody's favorite uh, recalcul- crumple- bur- raiders. I don't even know what I said.
3: <laughs> My light side moment is Ezra and Kanan's relationship. The mm. fact that Ezra and Kanan are starting to Kanan's starting to like actually figure out like, oh fuck, Ezra is actually skilled in the force and I actually have to expose him to some of the darker sides of that. Sure.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're starting to developing, come together.
3: Developing that relationship, I think, is my light side.
4: Yeah. It's going to be a big part of the show. Yeah. All right.
2: If you only knew the power of the dark side.
4: Okay. Dark side moment of the episode. Uh, For me, it's going to be dropping Sebo off at the uh, CR90 Corvette. I'm going to miss Sebo. Just
3: like a piece of property.
4: I miss that guy. Yeah. I love Sebo. Sebo is a guy that I wish they were just like, you know what? We need you to join the ghost crew.
3: I don't even know if we covered it, but like. Hera did ask him, like, okay, what happened to Ezra's parents? Yeah. And he told her, so...
4: She just has not revealed it yet. Yes. So, I almost feel like it's implied that in Ezra's mind they're dead. Yes. So, I almost feel like they're alive. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to go looking for them at some point, and then they're going to be dead. That's my prediction. Okay. But it's just, they made it a point... To not tell us, even though main characters know. Yeah. So I, I just feel like they're alive, but we'll never see them alive. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so uh, bye, Sibo. I'll miss <laughs> you. I love Sebo. Why did you take the ghost off its little C-Bow's stick? Sebo's great.
3: I'm adjusting it. Okay. So my dark side moment, I'm going to go with the fact that at least 10 to 12 stormtroopers got mauled to death. (laughs) By the
4: fire nooks? (laughs) By
3: the fire nooks. Yeah. They were going right for the neck. There was no question. Anyway, you know, those things don't fuck around. But then I was confused because, like... I thought immediately they were all taken out, and then like the camera came back afterwards. Well, was like five of them. There were a bunch of them that were still like walking around and stuff. So yeah. I'm not. I'm. Una- I. I don't know if they like survived attacks or yeah. if they well, were new
4: ones. For the stormtroopers, it's too bad that Sabine and Hera used all the riddonium.
3: That is true.
4: That would have come in handy there. Stormtroopers, as we've learned time and time again, are extremely inept. (laughs) And how the Empire maintained an iron grip on the galaxy is beyond me. Even though one of them had a shoulder
3: pad that did not make (laughs) much difference. Yeah, we had shoulder pad guy, by (laughs) the way,
4: uh, which means he's like... uh, Did
3: not make much difference. He's heavy hitter,
4: Stormtrooper. Okay, all right. So um, I think that's a fair and good assessment of your light side and dark side of the episode. What do we get to next year? Let's do a little dark horse. <laughs> Thank you, Rex. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I gotta get it up, even though the audio is messed up. I say
0: butter. Uh... I'm a libertarian, but I bet I have bad opinions on this. Me,
4: me Dennis Prager, help me. I'm being canceled. Gavin Newsom, why you made me wear a mask? Oh no, I'm being canceled. Okay. Dark Horse Hero of the Episode. Mandate! Dark Horse Hero of the Episode. Uh, my Dark Horse, obviously, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it is the one and only giant fire nook guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: this guy has shown me something. He had the underbite. I think it was a lady. I think it's yeah, the queen. It's the queen. If we're going standard um, uh, Animal Kingdom fair, yes. I think it's the queen. So I'm going Queen Farno, who an yeah, ugly son of a bitch. She's got some, like, uh, some, like, uh, some rouge. Yeah, just looking rough and looking grizzled. Yeah. Like, definitely been hanging out in the lower portions. Of the axis there. And um, hasn't probably seen the sun in a while. Um, but really just turned the tide of everything that was going on. So I'm going Fire Nook Queen. All right. Who do you got? Uh, so I'm going with... There is a split second
3: on the bridge of that Star Destroyer. Uh-huh. You see an Imperial R2 unit. Oh, okay. And I know that guy. Is flying under the under their radar.
4: I gotta imagine that Astromechs are unappreciated in the Empire. I would think. Yeah, I think they're just a notch above a mouse droid. It's too bad. This guy, no, yeah. he's doing his
3: job and he's doing it well.
4: I wonder if Vader is so disconnected from his former life that he doesn't realize the bountiful benefits of a uh, competent Astromech.
3: I think at this point. Uh nobody's seeing that in this astromech at this point is still fulfilling his Imperial duties, but he's just at the point where he's realized like, sure. No, 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 no. I need to actually like do something that fulfills my
4: needs. Do you think he plugged in shortly after that? I'm pretty sure. What do you think he did?
3: I'm pretty sure he like did a SIBO. Yeah. Downloaded some stuff.
4: And actually, am out of there. I'm thinking about R2 plugging into that wood table. Yeah. Sequoia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love the redwoods. Okay.
0: A long, but what I really hope, hope think the. Ot- naked. There it goes. My parts ah. Are My guns are
4: I want to hear this song.
1: That lick.
4: Oh. Oh. All righty. All right. So where were we? We were in an axis. Uh, We were in a uh, hyperspace lane. And who was looking hot? All right. Who was looking hot? Good hood. Who was showing you something on the runway of fashion? Who was the fashionista of the episode? I have got to go with. Now, this is probably going to be... Not that revolutionary, since we've already mentioned it. But I'm going shoulder pad stormtrooper guy.
2: Yeah!
4: <laughs> Gotta give a shout-out to shoulder pad stormtroopers. You always know those guys mean fucking business. When everything is
3: standardized, one notch out of that? Oh, yeah.
4: I got a shoulder pad stormtrooper minifigure. something. It's a cool shoulder pad. Yep. Now, I will tell you this much about the shoulder pad. If they got shot in it, it wouldn't do anything. No, not at all. <laughs> it's literally just a cool little leather piece that they put on yep and it's but it looks cool they look so much better than regular stormtroopers so i'm going shoulder pad stormtrooper guy
3: i think for a while that was exclusively a sand trooper shoulder plat shoulder pad but i think it's like breached that and like that's just a commander yeah trooper thing no
4: it's um it's the substitute for the clone commander how they had like the uh, keys or what are they, yeah, they had, yeah, like yeah. the little uh um, commas yeah the comma yeah, yeah. yeah um not as cool as the commas yeah uh, i would say commas are the coolest but it's a it's a uh, for being part of a fashy empire very fashionable yeah so fascist fashion <laughs> is my good hood all my right shoulder guy uh my good hood
3: I think you might question me at first, but once I show you this picture, it is something. I am going with Ezra Bridger's father. Okay, because that hollow disc that Sabine gave him—he looks sad. That was a snapshot of his whole family. But look at the drip that this motherfucker is wearing. <laughs> look at it. <laughs> He is wearing gold robes.
4: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He looks good. He looks good. Now, I'm curious. It looks like he shopped the Lando collection at Macy's. He has got a deep <laughs> V going on. Doesn't that look like a Lando style vibe?
3: It really is. Yeah. But senior Ezra Bridger.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He should put a smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. Why so serious? Okay, Ezra Bridger's dad. Do we
3: got a name on dad? I think we do,
4: don't we? I think if we check the IMDb, we do, but... All right, Uh, I'm going to go... Let's make up a name for him. I'm going to go with Todd Bridger. (laughs) Todd Bridger. He's he's Todd Bridger.
3: That's what I'm going with.
4: Okay, Todd, and he shops at Fashionable Mail. Okay, so we got a little bit of a Stormtrooper and a little bit of a Bridger. We got some good hood. All right, here we go. The Clone Cast presents
0: Power Ranking. Stock to me. Yeah!
4: Alrighty. Power Ranking for the week. Let's go over the standing, shall we? So, Hera is solidly in first with 25 points. Ezra is coming in at 21 in second and then we also have chopper now Ezra and Hera are way up in front choppers at 12 so we got a nine-point differential between second and third place Uh, a real battle there that'll close at some point that'll close eventually uh, I believe Uh, coming in fourth uh, we have Kanan and Sabine both with eight then we got callus that's all Adam coming in at six Uh, hot conch Gal at six now did not show up in this episode. Very disappointing. <laughs> um, we got Aqualush Bull coming in with one. <laughs> I'm going to give him a quick point uh, just for no reason, so he's at two. Uh, Zeb is at negative ten. We got Space Wobble at one, Sebo uh, at one, and Old Joe the Bartender at yeah. one. Okay, Adam, who's your number one power... Okay, so how this goes is three points for first place, two for second, one for third. Who's your number one this week? Oh, God, number one. Um...
3: I'm gonna go with Sibo,
4: Sibo, Sibo. All right, Sibo.
3: Hey, just demonstrating a bunch of stuff this episode. All right, so Sibo so was showing regret. He was showing that. Yeah, he volunteered for this weird computer chip in his yeah. brain. Sibo, Sibo. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Hey.
4: Oh. Sibo. Sibo. Hey. Sibo. Why no Sibo? <laughs> <laughs> Tim Sibo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Sibo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sibo has vaulted into contention here. He's got seven points now. Sibo
3: is going to rock climbing. Sibo made
4: me laugh twice. <laughs> yeah. He made me laugh when he ran into the wall randomly in the last episode. He also fell flat on his face. Yeah. And also in this episode, he just glazed off and vibed. <laughs> yeah. I love Sibo. Sibo is hilarious. Okay, so we have both got Sibo. Who's your number two?
3: I go with Ezra. Ezra. He's learning shit. He's like figuring it out. And yeah. he, he has to learn that it's not necessarily SIBO's fault. He's dealing with his own shit. So Yes.
4: Okay. Um I can't argue that. I'm going Ezra. Too. Ezra Brigger. And that means Ezra is now tied. Oh for first place. Um so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I got really nothing at it. This was like the first big character development for him. Yep. And he's starting to find himself, so I mean, Sebo really stealing the show here. Hey, Sebo! C- Why no Sebo? Sebo.
3: Sebo. <laughs> I'm popping my collar. Yeah. There, and <laughs> I'm
4: popping my hood. Okay. Um, but yeah, Ezra had a good episode. All right. So, Heron, Ezra, retired 25. Who do you got for third place?
3: I will go with Kanan. Okay. Just because I like seeing the Jedi ability coming out of him.
4: Yeah, I'd be interested to see how he develops it. Yes. Um, well, uh, I'm going to give it to Hera. Uh-huh. Just because I can't have her not be number one for a week because. Skyline rockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon Um, I'm giving it to Hera. Just, uh, I mean, she really owned the first four minutes of the episode, which yeah. we didn't talk a ton about because of straight up action. But she kept that ship floating.
3: She also did mind the information, yeah, of Ezra's parents out of Sibo. Yeah,
4: so she's got the she's got the knowledge that we all crave at this point. I'm predicting they're alive. Um, okay, so uh, as we stand, Hera has maintained first due to my complimentary point. Uh, Hera has. 26. Ezra, right on her heels, though. 25. Chopper, 12. Kanan, 9. Uh, he broke the tie of Sabine, who's coming in fifth at 8. Callus thinks Adam has 6. Hot Pascal <laughs> has 6. Aqualush Bull. Uh, oh, we skipped Sebo, excuse me. Sebo is coming in in between Sabine and Callus. Sebo's got 7. Um, Aqualush Bull has two, and I'm going to give him another three right now because I feel like <laughs> it. So he's got five. <laughs> Still behind Hawk and Yeah. Uh, Space Buffalo one, Old Joe one, and uh, Zeb is at negative ten. <laughs> one of our main characters at negative ten. But hey, stop putting fucking him and stop putting people in the way of getting killed for your jokes. Funny man. That's all I got to say about that. Um, okay. I, do we have anything else? I don't think so. What oh, about- next episode. Next episode. Uh, let's do this. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca there. So this is where, in the Clone Wars era, we would do taglines. And I would predict the next episode based on the tagline. We no longer have taglines. All we have is episodic names. Therefore, I will predict the next episode based off the name and the name alone. Next episode's name is
3: Path of the jedi
4: Ooh, path of the jedi ezra's training continues now that he has found the force his training is going to get they're going to up the ante on his training the training is going to get heavy and ezra is going to have to come to grips with even more hard truths oh boy on disney xd december 1st 2014 (laughs) it's my prediction All right. Um, And also, just a heads up, I'm giving Aqualush Bull another point, and I'm getting Hot Conch Gal a number point. Does it lose meaning if I keep arbitrarily just giving people points (laughs) randomly? Those two are going
3: to be number one
4: before we know it. Oh, you figured me out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm fine.
3: I I am also fine with that.
4: They'll be number one in our hearts. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have the official rankings, but then we'll also have them with, like, a million points. Let's see how many points I can randomly give them. Um, so, Hot Conch Gal is now tied with Sibo at seven. And Aqualush Bull is... <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Aqualush Bull is getting 19 points. <laughs> he's got 25 now. And he's tied with Ezra.
3: He wins season one.
4: All right. I'm not going to do it. I'm erasing that back down to six. Anyways. Okay. So, what's our next episode? Next episode is Path of the Jedi. Oh, Path of the Jedi, Season 1, Episode 10. All right, so we look forward to that. It's almost midnight. <laughs> All right, and where can listeners reach us?
3: Send us an email. We are at CloneCastPod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Pod. Yes. If you want to join our Discord, reach out and we will gladly send you a link. Yep. Remember to uh, rate, review, subscribe. We yeah. appreciate all reviews and that. Yeah, tonight. and if you
4: share the episode, uh, you know that'd be great too. When I post these, share them. That's great. Yes.
3: Yeah, so uh, we will see you next time for Path of the Jedi. Until then, may the woman's bodily autom- autonomy be with you.